Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm G.O.D. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. Like and subscribe to The Daily Transcendence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. To show support for the show, we ask you to join us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. There you can find more content, updates on new episodes, and more personal interactions from both Gio and I. We want to hear from you all and connect, so message us or email us at thedailytranscendence at gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support in allowing us to bring you this transmission. And welcome back. Once again, oh my God, it's been so long. Feels like it. For us, it has. It does. Yeah. Yeah. What a little, what a little roller coaster. That's right. But been, uh, been doing a lot of uh, soul searching. Oh, for sure. And observing. Observing, soul searching, putting shit to the test. Watching the world. Oh, yeah. Burned down on the ground. That too. But also, you know, uh, I think it was definitely a, a meant to be with the whole little break we took because it, it was like the realigning of ourselves. And then on top of just seeing everything going on, uh, even with things like censorship and uh, the, the media and, and all that stuff, it's so up in the air. And for a while, we have to admit it's it's, you know, it's not easy to pick a topic nowadays because there's so much Mm. to talk about and um we had you know we discussed this for a little while and while geo was going through a little bit of a more of a soul search than i was he had you know we had we had hit a few uh concepts and uh the last few episodes we talked about the whole simulation aspects and all those things and and going really really deep into into um you know ways to to look at life and in, in ways we thought were very helpful, not only to us, but for the listeners here. And, um, you know, it's, it started to, to really take a toll on all of us that we, we like needed to reprocess, uh, and, yeah. and re like defrag the brain and come back to it and, and, and present, uh, a more, uh, you know, mindset coming from a homeostasis. Like we, we finally have, 
put it back together and picked a direction. Now we're going to this and it's for a reason. We don't want to just pick a reason because we could talk about it. There's so much to talk yeah. about. So um, when we discuss this, it's like, where do we go? It's like, well, when we first started the podcast, we wanted to bring the astrological stuff into it as a dominant aspect of this because it's what really, one, brought us together to do this. Two, it it has had a profound healing effect on both of us. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, because getting, getting into that, into really like... Um, really unearthing that, that whole reality concept. Um, you know, it, it seemed like just something to like, yeah, that's, that's mind blowing. Let's go into it. Um, you know, it, it really made sense, but it carried a lot more weight than was realized at a point that, um, it, it, it kind of, you know, falters the ground that you're on a little bit. Um, and I think that's a good part of what kind of pushed towards this direction. The universe has always given us those, those little nudges and signs and pushes and directs us. And, you know, we have that intuitive feel to go towards that way. And, um, it's amazing how in that, because you realize, um, you need to have a little bit more of a stable foundation when it comes to trying to face and show up for a lot of these things, um, within yourself. And some of the times you don't realize how deep they ride. And this was one of those things into this reality concept. So, um, you know, Ray made a good connection with that whole thing and, you know, seeing how it just kind of like really just brought things to the surface that it was like, whoa, that it was like, okay, there's, there's a deeper connection here. We're going back to our roots, going back to the astrological point of things. Um, really being able to kind of create that awareness and there was a lot of soul talk you know I had my own personal real deep soul searching that was that was kind of there it was a trigger for me that's what you're saying it was it was a definite trigger for me and then just and then not only that things synchronized already just in my immediate environment that really really shone a light on it and I was just like okay those patterns, the man, that, like, they're they're yeah. they're they're real because you gotta look. like what but like the what I'm saying is not only through what we did I did with the podcast. I was watching this, you know, and I remember I'm in Florida, he's in Jersey, but we keep in touch mm-hmm. every day, and it's like most of the time. And watching him go through that, it, I'm a, I'm only two years older than Geo, but I had gone through that, and there's something in astrology called the Saturn return, and in this aspect that everyone gets around 28, 29 years old, you start going through this. It's like, um, you know, in the chart, Saturn rules. It's like the father of the, of the chart, uh, in a sense, not just your father, but the, the, it's like daddy coming home to say, Hey, did you do the chores? I need I made you a list and did you get all of it done? So it's like around this age, we all go through this thing where we're being now retested on all of the stuff that had come up in our first 28 years of life. And I had gone through it and there is this disconnect, but it comes up in patterns. So we do these podcast episodes and we, t- we start talking about the concept of reality and how it's a simulation and that its goal, it seems to be a little malefic where it's trying to drag you away from yourself and like the reflections are there to distract you and your goal is to stay within. And that was basically the whole concept of it. Mm-hmm. And and in that, we always talk about the surface level thing. We're always constantly talking about like, you know, that, you know, things can't be so surface level. 
And this was one of those things. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got proven to us. Right. So like we do those episodes and, and then all of a sudden, not only does it hit you internally, but then you see it externally. And in, in that own experience, does it not prove exactly what we were talking about? You know, like your inner world became a little, had a little bit of turmoil and uh, confusion. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you walk out, you're going to work, or you're even just taking a ride at the convenience store or just doing little, even little things in your life. And you'll always see those things being mirrored back consistently and constantly, you know, but the fact the patterns are there, it might be a little scary at first. And it's hard to really allow that to sink in because it, it makes it not only brings the grandness, like the wonder and the, and the like, holy shit, life is crazy, but it makes it real. And so real to the Mm -hmm. point where it could be very, um, it could create a void. Yeah. It was it like it can make that feeling of like you're just going through the motions that, you know, what's the real purpose of anything then? And, you know, you know, just a lot of a lot of that cynical talk comes in and and the doubt and and not even necessarily necessarily like self-doubt. Okay, you know, and obviously it can manifest in that way to be self-doubt. But like there's a doubt on the whole fact of like, you know, what is this game? What is it even worth it? Um, and it, and it was hard. It was hard to latch on to certain things I felt in that moment. Um, but luckily there's so many other types of techniques and practices to kind of help with the grounding and, and to help with being able to, um, process these things and process them, you know, in a effective way, um, which also led to the fact for me on my side, while I kind of like took that step back led to me kind of like going back to the astrology a little bit mm-hmm. just to kind of like have that like reminder and to have that uh, 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 regain of self-awareness to kind of like kind of let some certain things go, whether it was, you know, uh, painful things are coming up or whatever it may be. It just it was like, hold up. Like I need to like, especially when you can't put your finger on what the hell you're feeling. Like, you know what's going on, but you don't know what's going on. So it was like, it was nice to kind of go back to the astrology. And why we say it's like very, you know, synchronistic how this all happened and stuff was because in the process, Ray, tell him what, you know, you kind of pulled from that, even from watching me on an outside perspective. Yeah, I have an odd way of um, falling upon uh, whether it's a direction in my life or even say something like where we're going to go with the podcast uh, and what we want to talk about. It just naturally to me, like this isn't some profit nonsense. It's just, this is how amazing life is. I don't actually take the credit for it. I give the universe credit for this because it's it, it's like as if because I followed the breadcrumbs, it led me to this. And as Geo's going through this, I'm interested all of a sudden in the Pluto and the generational astrology. And what that means is, is so the outer planets move so slow that when you have say like a 10 to 20 year span you'll have a whole generation or group of people with the same, uh, you know, outer planets in the same signs. And what this means in astrological terms is that they're a generation. And this is actually where you get Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. All of that comes into play actually in astrology. Uh, and us millennials, because we are millennials, 1983 to 1995, which is Pluto and Scorpio. So I was doing research on the generational astrology and I I go into just reading personally about my placement and what it means. And then it leads me to read about the whole generation. And I start thinking, 
because Geo's going through something very similar, only two years apart. He's in Pluto and Scorpio like I am, and he's experiencing these these little moments of a void uh, of this. It's like as if your soul is lost. You can't, you don't know. There's no motivation. You feel like it's all pointless. And then when we go into that concept about the screen, uh, the reality screen, the quantum matrix being this mirror, that it's like, there was also from that gave a, a void where it's like, well, what's the point? If if here yeah. is constantly trying to grab me away from myself, is this place a bit? It's not like, is it a bad place? But is it designed for me to just consistently go through suffering? Or is it like all these questions can come up. So this lays down the importance of astrology because as he's going through this, as I'm reading about it, as I'm relating to my past, as I'm relating it to his situation, all of a sudden I see it again, as it always has, start playing the role of a GPS system. All of a sudden I'm lost. I'm in the void. But then I check and I see what the astrology says, whether it's my recent astrology of transits, or I go back to my purpose and my chart and, and learning how to read it the proper way and not just downloading CoStar, but learning how to read it the proper way, it starts to act as a GPS. And what it does is it guides you actually back into the heart-based reality, as we had talked about in the simulation episode, where it's like you're, you're now finding a way, like this way back through the maze into your own soul again and the astrology is laying out the blueprint and it was it was so not only like it's like a it clicked but it's it's healing because every time this realization comes back it always reassures to me that there there is a map there is this design laid out for me and how do i know it's true not because some schmuck on the internet told me not because I read a book, not because I'm in some sort of denial that I need something to fulfill my own psychology. It's because of the synchronicity. It's the timing. Yeah. It's the it's the the intuitive guidance I get. That intuitive connection. Right. Yeah. So because of that, that synchronicity alone of I'm looking into this stuff, which we're going to go into, it led to why we have chosen to go back and we're going to stick with astrology and we hope we you, we get you guys to stick with us through this and really learn all of this stuff along with us because we're still learning it. We're not astrologers yet, but we are fascinated. We've been watching for years. And so we're going to start today with generational astrology and we're going to begin with the Pluto because in astrology, Pluto plays the purpose of the soul and then it also plays the purpose of a collective of a generation. And when you start seeing the the key synchronistic, key synchronistic um, uh, like themes of each generation, and especially ours being one of the most obvious, which Pluto and Scorpio, it, it's validating. It's healing. It lets you know that you're suffering. If you are in our generation, our suffering and our abandonment and our loss and death and the exposure of the internet and seeing the dark side of humanity, drug addiction, alcoholism, all that stuff being this prominent theme as, as we're growing up, divorce, families being destroyed, traditions being destroyed, all this stuff coming up. And it's in our story. It's in the story of our generation and it's healing. It's validating. You start to realize that there is this bigger story going on and synchronicity tells the story. So, Yeah. And Pluto in any sign really kind of gives, uh, you know, like you were saying, the collective soul purpose. It's it's a mostly unconscious process that starts to lead us like as a generation um, 
to like more of like this compulsive or habitually like uh, this habitual type of uh, approach to certain aspects in our life. And in, in a way that Pluto shows us and kind of describes it to us um, in, in a, in a soul sense of the depths of it mm. and really can show the conflict between it, you know, especially the fact that in astrology, you know, Pluto does rule that, like you were saying, like the underworld, Hades, you know, that's, um, you know, it's, it's ruled by Mars that, you know, God of war mm -hmm. and everything and stuff. So it's like, you know, it, it goes into that real gritty type aspect of it. And these are the things that we tend to as humans, especially when it comes to our own emotions, especially when it comes to our traumas, our fears and everything we tend to shy away from, or we tend to mask it with something, or we tend to, uh, yeah, well, we tend to mask it with something. So it's like, these are the things that it's like, Hey, we got to take a look. Listen, we went into the reality concept and I'm sure we'll go even further in that. I mean, but this plays right along with it. And it's like that reality concept. Okay. We exposed it. We got to get a little understanding of it. But now what's left? We kept talking about the heart-based reality and kept talking about you have to develop that. And key thing that we were saying in that was the ego. That it's like you can't completely dissolve the ego. The ego's got to come into play. So, you know, we kind of like hit that area of like, okay, where you got to look. Now, how do you actually do that work? Right. How do you really have that awareness? How do you really go in there? How do you make sure that when you go to those depths, because you're going to have to go deep, especially Pluto and Scorpio, you're going to have to do that. And it's going to get, it's going to get scary. It's going to get weird at times. Um, how do you do that? How do you really have that transformation? Like where do we actually evolve our soul to being able to fix these things and heal these things? And then as a generation cooperate together in order to, I, I don't want to say, but yeah, I'll say it this way, fix this reality a bit. Mm. You got to, it, sure, it will fix this up a bit. You had said the key word for Pluto mm -hmm. is transform. You know, it's yeah, transformation, yeah. transmute, change one thing yeah. into another. And there's a lot that needs to be understand when it comes to the whole, um, you know, uh, the whole individual process and the, the collective process. You know, it's like um, that that whole thing, Pluto Scorpio, you know, there's a tendency that those that that those type of people have this tendency to want to um, really dive into the other persons or other people's psyche and consciousness and try to understand that in a way. And sometimes it could become in a manipulative sense where it's like trying to really figure them out to a point to kind of know how to change things. It doesn't have to necessarily be manipulative, but in reality though, and kind of like what we've been saying though, is like, you know, you got to fix yourself. We've been saying this since <laughs> early episodes, you, you know, and this is coming to fruition again. This is why we're going back to the roots. It's like, you have to um, do that work within yourself. Really kind of go more exploring for yourself. Stop looking for the outside answers all the time and learn how to transform that. And that's when you can start making an effect on the outside. Um, and, you know, instead of, you know, this understanding of Pluto and Scorpio gives you that ability to now really go into the more detailed work of what kind of occurs, what you need to have an awareness of within yourself and what 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 you're going to bring to light and how are you going to use these certain things to quit the tug of war power struggle within yourself, mm. you know, and how to like be able to release the um, desire to have that power even on the outside world. 
You know, if you ain't got control or power within yourself and stuff, you have no business trying to grasp that in, in, in the outside reality. Mm-hmm. And if you do and you and you kind of are successful and stuff, it's like, how long is that going to last before it crumbles on top of you? And is it really coming from your heart based reality? Is it really coming from a place that's more of a divine, uh, intuitive, uh, uh, more compassionate type of sense not saying that we always got to be hugging loving each other and stuff like that it's going to get rough especially now well in, but like how where are you going to where are you going to change that true and the thing is is to, and to clear the whole unicorns and fairies nonsense is you know our generation really is built to come in and harbor in the darkness and show people that the darkness is part of humanity the problem is is we repress that and when we repress something it comes it, it starts to show itself unconsciously so how do you you know you bring things to light you know, you bring it out of the dark and, and that's the job of actually of our generation. And as we go on through this episode, we'll explain that and also go into other generations, uh, and explaining their role too. So we can all understand this, but key point here too, uh, it goes back to why I find and know that astrology is a, a very important and useful, uh, tool and thing to know, because what this is doing constantly and consistently is reminding you of your heart-based reality. And we, when we say heart-based reality, if you don't want to be so, you know, like have that, you know, dr- dramaticism, I guess, or you can, honestly, I don't think it's dramatic enough, um, mm-hmm. but more so like the GPS to what your, what, what drives your soul. What is, when you say heart-based reality is what fills your heart when you wake up and you yeah. end up, you're doing things throughout the day. Obviously, we know most of us hate the jobs we've worked or the a lot of the people we're forced to spend time with. Um, maybe not, we don't hate the people, but the fact is, is just our environment alone. But your heart-based reality would consist of, let's say for me as example, is being in a music studio, talking about things, learning about things, helping the world, healing the world, healing myself. These are things that drive me. It's, it's things I know in my heart that are for me. And everybody has that. Everybody has an inner tuning fork. And you know only by your intuition, by your feeling, by your heart. So astrology is so important to me. And I think to everyone else, we will prove this, that it's, it, it is important to everyone. Because if you are lost and you have dropped, say, like the ego and, and really humbled yourself where you can admit you're lost or you're, you admit that you need guidance, and you don't just want to go to a therapist or you don't want to just go talk to a doctor or any, you know, you want to alternatively do that or maybe try it yourself is astrology is truly the, 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 it's the GPS where you can always go back to read and observe if you know how to, or pay an astrologer to, to always bring you back to that heart-based reality. It's that, mm-hmm. it's that useful to the point where like for me, I, I have a, a safe haven with it. It's not because I'm in denial or that I'm attached to it. It's more so that always through experience has it shown me that. And because it's so cathartic, because it's so healing, that if this, if this kind of like allows people to see things about themselves that they didn't see themselves, that's what the world needs. The world does not need a revolution on the outside. It needs a revolution on the inside. And the, the key to the maze is this alone? You actually really don't need much more than astrology when it comes to guidance. You know, obviously there's psychological matters that you need to work out. There's um, relationships and all that stuff, but all of it's built in. And yeah. 
But right, I, I hear people I hear people jumping out of their bathtub right now, <laughs> <laughs> saying, I, "I had I had to use the term, the mass term. I had to." Um, people will saying, people will but, 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 but but yeah, but it's like I hear them saying, "It's like yeah, but 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 how does this?" And this is a big thing of of mine that I really, I, I really I, I I hear you, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> that actually I didn't even mean to do like Matt but but no really though I hear you it's like they're coming out but like how does astrology like really apply like can we really use this as something like as tangible as it that, for something so effective and deep and stuff like that and it's like yeah trust me I I do my own connection of trying to understand that one here's the other thing yeah you can go listen to somebody else's uh, reading of astrology yes you can go and you know get a reading of your own and stuff like that but the thing is, though, it's like we got to remember, though, is this not a divination tool? A divination tool needs to have some point of 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 uh, of a magical side to it. it needs to have a side of uh, of a mystical thing to it. You can't take that out of it. You know, we, so talk, wait, wait, there we needs talked to, about this before mm-hmm. when we said we were talking on the phone before we started recording uh-huh. before. And we were talking about mystical and how people make it so airy fairy and hard to understand. But you had a point, mm-hmm. remember? You were saying, yeah. you know, it's not that hard to understand it, that it's real. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really not. But how okay, so how do you know that? Because you're tuning into something that can't I mean, listen, you could put words to it, anything, obviously, but it's something that's coming from you intuitively. You're actually focus, focusing on that part of you. You're going into that side of you and your understanding of 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 you know where is it blocked is it anything so when it comes to the astrology point it's like okay here's how i like to put it when it comes to well how do we how do we use astrology as being something valid when it comes to say you know having this type of awareness of ourselves you know who 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 constitutes you know what pluto means what scorpio means why why is it like that and stuff and it's like listen i was like one thing we've said it before in the podcast we've said it plenty of times that it's like you know one there's everything is vibration everything is energy everything is vibrating and it's energy and everything is connected and has an effect on one another so you know there's that right there we did the whole moon example with the tides and our blood and women's menstrual cycles and everything is shit going like that. on everywhere and you don't realize yeah. how much is going on Ex- right? exactly there's there's certain frequencies but here's the thing astrology has been around since pretty much the beginning of time you know and the thing is, is that human consciousness has been observing the astrological events since as long as they have been and through some sort of influence of being like, hey, look up, you know, and we've been able to figure out seasons and cycles in that way, you know, and then being able to identify what kind of essence is going to happen during this cycle. So there's a calculation of this data. Not only that, through the evolution of time, through this astrology, it comes to the calculation of data now of more of the 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 uh, psychological things, more of the things that 
once we realize that as above, so below, as within, so without, you know, there's a way that those things that happen in nature and, and, and that give those expressions that now we're starting to translate them as things within the body, things within the mind and consciousness and all that stuff. So over this long period of time since then from now, that's a collection of data of realizing the statistical patterns of being like, hey, when when this kind of major thing happens and influence happens, like this is a lot of what happens during that time. So for anybody jumping out, you know, of their wanting to really, yeah, whether they're not, whether they're not really, you know, even jumping out, but that, that question's coming up inside of them. You can go days in that, go, go back to uh, the science of astrology episode. If you really want to feel how astrology is, has any sort of validity in that way, I'm not going to go into it. But that's just to say that and to constitute that in that way. Yeah, we went over um, the statistical happenings of things repeating yeah. as as like as if the sky clock was telling you, hey, it's this time because these symbols and these planets come together uh, in, in these areas of the sky. And for some odd reason, for some mystical reason, the 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 story being played out in these characters and in these things in the sky, um, if you can intuitively try to understand the symbols as a story, if you get the vibe of that, whole interaction in the sky for some reason it's being mirrored it's being it's Hmm. being realized and it's the beauty of archetypal understanding is like it's because we've been talking recently about music and art and all of this stuff and i'll be doing another podcast and i'll talk about that at the end of this episode but i uh i i I find it so um people overlook how crazy and 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 in-depth art is on the human psyche and it comes from our relationship and integration of symbols and stories and with astrology like he's saying statistically the stories being told in the sky are repeating and so are the things on earth whether they're wars whether it's financial issues whether it's Hmm. the turning of ages all of it is happening in, in according to. So this collective story is being played out in the sky and also your individual stories being played out in the sky. And there's this constant and mystical happening going mm. on. And the mystical, it's as easy as understanding that how real it is, is when you go to sleep at night, you go somewhere. And that world that and those people and things you see in your dreams are there. But where are they? That's mystical. There's no yeah. real explanation for it. Your eyes are closed. How are you seeing all that stuff? How are you experiencing that stuff? That is mystical. The fact that things repeat over and over again by patterns and cycles, that is mystical. That is paranormal. Yeah. It is not, it, it is normal. But if you really put a microscope on it, you could see that it's not so normal. And, you know, you could only explain it so much. Right. But and when we had talked, yeah. even with, um, God, I took a split image too. My memory's been so weird. I could really tap into certain moments lately, but I remember mm-hmm. playing Assassin's Creed and we're sitting there and we're listening back to one of the episodes. And it always stuck with me, this whole thing on, I like I even remember what I was doing in the game. And I remember <laughs> this, like it just sunk into my head, but it's, we forget even the transmission of radio waves and phone calls we make and all that. I mean, in it, it, it uh, our phone calls are hitting each other immediately in no time traveling through the ether and that is mystical and we forget how amazing that is because Mm. honestly we're pampered and we're know-it-alls and um you know maybe there's other underlying reasons for that um 
But I tend to focus a lot on how people aren't that appreciative of the Mm -hmm. mystical and amazing side of life. And astrology tends to do that. And it's statistical and it's provable. And it's also a healing modality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the complexity of life, we tend to forget um, how the wow factor that comes into play with all these different occurrences just in life. And it's like, no matter what, there is some sort of intelligence that's, you know, generating this movement of energy that carries a sort of an expression. And no matter what, anything that has an expression, we have an expression. We have things that are expressed within our body and stuff. We have, you know, it's, it's all there. So, you know, there's not so much of a difference between that expression and what's going on here. And there's a way to be able to connect that because guess what? That same intelligence that's driving and fueling that is the same intelligence that drive that drives and fuels us too in a way. So that's where it comes down to is like when you look at this stuff and I think that's a key thing though, no matter what you got to also believe you got to also have that trust and that faith in that way to be able to be like, okay, you know, this is not just being like, Oh yeah. Well, astrology, like, do you feel and know why and how that it has the, 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 the influence that it, that it has, you know what I mean? Are, are you, are you trusting fully into that, into that mystical side that's beyond us as humans or anything? Do you understand it? That drives. Understand. Yes. Understand it. That's the perfect way of putting it. Do you really understand it to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can rely on that in that way. But not in so the way that you rely on it, that you're putting the power outside of you. It's about the fact that you understand that this is something that you could really look at in order to do the power for yourself and rely on yourself in that way. So once you do that, then you can move into going into understanding this and everything. And with this whole Pluto Scorpio, this generational signature that's coming on and everything, you know, there's there's qualities that we possess that we share with one another um, a little bit different sometimes, but you know, they, they, they seem a little bit more distinct, um, an overall theme. Yeah. And you know, from those that come before us and after us and everything. So, you know, and it, and it has a way of provoking each of us as individuals, uh, that need to, to grow and change and evolve and our individual efforts of, um, and, and harnessed as a collective force and then in turn affects some sort of necessary change that needs to happen in society and imparts with some valuable contribution to um, a, a continued evolution of our culture. That's, but that's just life too. So it's like, why not pay attention to these things? Why not figure them out? What's it going to, what's it going to do? If anything, you'll probably grasp, I'm not even say probably, you will grasp more of a better sense of awareness of yourself. But that's the other thing where we said about the whole ego thing. This is that time where you're really focusing on, okay, that ego, the way it, it shows itself and everything and, and the way that it can be used. Now I'm working with it. And that's what you're going to see with this. So, um, you know, we said about, you know, it's individual and a collective application. So it's the collective of souls that are, are um, that are incarnated together and they learn the collective lessons around when it comes to Pluto, since we're talking about the soul, but it's understanding the lessons of the power of the soul and the powerlessness of the soul. You know, the powerlessness 
mostly comes from our own conditioning, you know, uh, our own our own belief systems, just the natural world and how it has its influence on on us. So and if you want, you could go into that karmic thing of like, you know, we come into this life and, you know, uh, having these experienced many lifetimes and in and we're engaged with power struggles through all of it and everything. And whether we it's about whether we had power or maybe we lost it or we're powerless and we sought to to gain it. You know, it's all these issues surrounding like dynamic forms. Um, and it's all comes from the core values, though, core values that we have in us. And if we don't have that sort of awareness or understanding of what our true core values are in us, you know, how can we actually ever really do the work? Are we latching onto some sort of core values that are ones that are not really in tune to us, which we have a tendency to do because of, like I said, the complexity of society, the complexity of life, the the demanding of life of what it's what it asks for us to the point that we feel like that we just have to buckle our knees and be like, all right, well, yeah, but I have to do this. And it's like enough, enough that goes hand in hand with not being able to gain the power for yourself. And, you know, the, the a key, uh, you know, the, the key issue with the Scorpio type archetype is that um, it also shares when you even look at the glyph too, it shares with the Virgo archetype and and it's and its sense of lack. But Virgo has more of the sense of like, um, um, you know, it's it's more the lighter side and then Scorpio becomes more of the darker side. And then Scorpio, unlike Virgo, which seeks to compensate for this lack by turning inward and implementing a regime of like self-improvement. Um, Scorpio looks to turn outwards. That's why I said that whole thing about going outwards and trying to maybe understand something outside of you in a way, which is not bad, but it, you can get lost in that. And it ends up kind of, it can be turned into like thinking that you're grabbing power, but you end up doing it in such a, a distorted type of way. And it's like, you're, you're, you're going outward and seeking entities or symbols that are appearing to like have, you know, these things themselves of which you're lacking, you know, and then entering, you know, there's, there's a possibility of entering into different like relationships with, with, you know, people like that when like you have this type of experience. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then it's like, also like it creates this process of osmosis where we're merging with another uh, another person or thing and becoming it gaining its power and then trans and, and and then it's being transformed so you know it, it's kind of like pluto and understanding that archetype especially in scorpio um it's it's kind of instigating its own evolution but there is a process to have that evolutionary standpoint where you do grasp the power but it's like Ray's famous uh, famous saying, you could take a hammer and build a house with it, or you could bash somebody over the head with it, or you could bash yourself over the head with it too in this process. And these are the things that we want to talk about and really, really clear up about it so that we can actually start having some tangible shit to really fucking work on ourselves. And I know this, this, this really hits home with me, especially with everything that um, you know, I kind of just went through at that point. And, and nothing, it's not nothing dramatic, like, but, you know, that, that felt like it opened up my eyes to like a sole purpose of being like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to learn how to have that true setup way to make my, you know, 
more solid connection back to source, making that, you know, being that more on a, on a more conscious, consistent basis. Because I know that if I do that, I will be able to transform some of these things within myself. I'll be able to let things go. I'll be able to, you know, push forward with certain things. And, and, and in turn, I could be more influential to people. I can learn how to have effective communication with people where I'm actually learning from them and we're exchanging this, this energy and this power to the point where next thing you know is you're doing it on a collective level. It's a collective evolution at that point. And that has the ability and effect to change things in our outward reality. And that, by the way, though, with going back to the whole you had mentioned, you you say, oh, it's not, you know, it's not that big of a deal or it's well, it it really I mean, it it might not seem so dramatic or crazy to you in the moment. But when you see the synchronicity line up, it's my point. You just said it's like this really hits home. That's what I was talking about before with the synchronistic value of it, where I'm sitting here down in Florida and really pondering what where what what really is important to me at the moment and then it ends up being important as a whole and it was like something guided me to that and all it was was my inner tuning fork it wasn't I don't take much credit for it I'm actually giving something outside of myself credit um mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'm I'm really referring to source or God, but you're looking yourself as part of it instead right, of the exactly. separateness yes. that we deal with all the time. Right. Yeah. So I know, and I'm involving myself in this collective part uh, of of understanding all this stuff. And on top of that, I mean, that's why I want to really touch up on the generational thing is because I think a lot of us do feel separated, and it's a big mm-hmm. theme in the Pluto and Scorpio. And I know even just globally. Um, you know, all around the collective does feel very separated, but more so with our generation, this has been a lifelong thing that we've had is feeling not only lost a lot of the time, but feeling disassociated and disconnected. Mm -hmm. And because of that, where can we find this meeting ground with everybody and really bring the collective, like start really bringing everybody back in and having this generational aspect and being talked about and figured out and knowing not only our individual missions, but what we're all supposed to be doing. Uh, it, it ends up once again, most everybody thinks that, you know, yeah, okay. Healing yourself heals the world. Yes. But there is the play of both by knowing the collective mission for me personally has given me a lot more energy. It's got, it's given me a lot more motivation when I know I'm playing a, a part in a bigger whole when something else is uh, giving me something, but then I'm giving it back to everything else and having that play, it's it's allowing me to actually heal myself because this purpose has come into play. And because of that, I think everybody deserves to know. And when you know the bigger mm-hmm. mission, you tend to, uh, you know, humans are definitely um, herd, you know, a herd species. We, we want to be part of something, a part of something bigger. And um, the more I've just delved into this, uh, it's going to play uh, a very big role, I think, in a lot of people's awakening process. I think this is going to be something that becomes bigger and bigger once we realize that generationally we have soul groups that come in and work as teams to fulfill missions. And it's mm-hmm. knowing the, the the bigger picture and then it's knowing your own. And today on this podcast, we are going to really open that door for all of us. And uh, not just our generation, um, we're going to tell our own stories and tell our own happenings and how we relate to this, but then also reflect on other generations, uh, go over even some of the house placements and how that could shift and change for certain specific people. Um, and, and really allow this to be the, 
uh, one of the, uh, say, topics that harbors in this more of a community-based uh, mindset when it comes to this awakening, this reset, this time where the people have to come together or, you know, and as the structure is falling apart, it's like the powers that be are going to, it's like, who's going to win? And it's going to be up to us mm. to all come together. And this is something that will and can bring people together. Yeah. And I don't know about, about are you all out there, you know, all truth seekers, you know, people in higher consciousness, you know, interest and, and, uh, you know, the awakening process and stuff like I don't know about you but I know and I know I can speak for Ray too like uh, uh, knowing this stuff it's like are, are we gonna really choose an average or less than average life are we really gonna let that happen when we realize especially when we start we when we've gone into things and stuff and people on their own especially in this community have gone into things and realized how I don't even want to use powerful but yeah we are powerful but like, I don't want that to be misconstrued, but like the fact of like how amazingly unknown we are, but how we are everything and nothing. Are we really going to choose knowing that to just go with the motions, go with the status quo? Like, and this is what this is all about. And we're starting here and we're going back to the roots. We're going back to astrology because I know me personally is like when and I know I said it in the beginning episodes um, when 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 me and Ray linked back up and everything like it started with this. I already had this deep feeling and under uh, like somewhat of an understanding of of just how I felt. And I realized that there was something that I needed a little guidance with. And, you know, coming into he him like like hearing the astrology, that was the starting point to having this awakening within myself of this awareness of myself of to be able to to observe all different aspects of myself my psyche my emotions my uh you know my drives my intentions all these different powerful things that constitute how we behave all these behavioral things too really look at it under microscope and be able to be like oh okay like this works for me here i could draw power from that this needs to be changed a little bit i need to let this go and stuff like that and like that allowed me to be on the road to actively work on myself and working on myself through that way led to so many other things led to even this podcast like it 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 led to me having a better life and i'm not done and i'm not done and i know ray's not done nope. and i know that you guys don't want to just throw in the towel here and right now more than ever life feels like it's like fuck this i what the hell's the point and i'm ready to just give fucking throw in the towel like nah you're good you're good. Go back to this. Go back to source. And here's how we do it. And, and we're going to look into astrology. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going with stuff. Like maybe we'll even have a, I mean, I'm, I don't even say maybe. We will have even a Saturn return episode, I think. Oh, no, we I think will. that would be a I, good idea. At this point, yeah. it really is like, um, mm -hmm. fine. Like, I want to hit all of it. And I think it's. Yeah. At this point, we are going to go into, uh, like, personally, we're going to an astrology classes, and we've already been learning, yeah. but, mm -hmm. but more so is, um, I thought of this where, as we're learning, we, we start teaching that to you as well, and it's, it gives us the ability to 
mm-hmm. not only teach you, but then teach us at the same time. It gives us mm-hmm. practice. And you yeah. can see as we go along on our journey of understanding it, that you can understand it with us. And um, mm-hmm. so a Saturn return, anything, uh, you know, composite charts, relationships, jobs, mm-hmm. midheavens, what, whatever it takes to, you know, wake people up, who knows in what area of astrology might hit the spot for different people. Um, yeah. This specifically has done a lot for us. This generational stuff came at the right time. And I feel it's only the beginning. And starting at this is seeing the big picture first. Instead of jumping right to your sun sign, your moon sign. Yes, okay. You probably yeah. know that if you're listening to this podcast. I'm going to bet on that. But m- more so is if we know this mission, if we know our, our bigger picture journey, getting back to source, which all that means is getting back to yourself. Um, not your ego, but your your heart and your and what you really think you're meant to be doing here and what gift you've been given to give back to the world. Because that's something that's sticking with me too is like, hey, what's your gift? What do you love? What do you want to invest your time in? Go do that because that's probably the gift you're going to give back to the world. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think we should really actually start getting into it and, and start understanding what Pluto means because I'm pretty sure we got our point across and how important and what yeah. role this really has played in our lives so far and what's to come. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, it's, it's this that we're going to be, it's, it's with this that we're going to be able to awaken our true capabilities by recognizing them and seeing them and, and, and embracing and accepting our flaws and stuff too, or, or our, our shortcomings in that way. And a big way of doing that is just real quick. I just want to point this out is, um, it with, with self-love because, you know, a lot of the problems of coming from lack is because of the lack of self-love. And now that just sounds very basic, but like, it's not, you know, it's, you're coming from a place of trying and and wanting and needing and lusting um, um, and 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 trying to impress and all these things um, that are for doing you in a superficial materialistic way or physical reality based way uh, with the lack of appreciation for the mere existence of just being and of pure love. Now, once again. I want to be clearer on that too. What does that mean though? Like when you're to really observe your being in that way is more so of a formless being, not your name, not your job. I know we said this before in other podcasts, like just your pure conscious state of being. And if you can have a, a realization and an appreciation for that, that's where you start. And you show compassion to that thing, and it's it's an it it can be a, a an internal thing that's practical, and it becomes existential as well. So starting with there, and really understanding to have that appreciation for self, and having that love for self in that way, and if we realize that we all are connected in that way through that pure self being, with unity source consciousness then when you do for yourself being you are doing for others and other individuals Mm -hmm. in that way that's how it should feel yes and that's and that's where we're trying to develop that inside of us so you know without further ado 
let's let's start uh let's start going in it. Let's you be- know? yeah, let's begin. So let's yeah. let's understand what Pluto really plays in the chart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even need to read any notes on this. I can kind of just tell you is Pluto is the soul in the chart. It's what is it's the bigger picture of your life. It's it's what you've come here for on a soul level. And especially because it has the connection to the generational side of things, you're sharing this theme uh, with Pluto uh, of of a group of souls. And we've said before, is like you guys are all, or all of us are coming in and we are part of the story. And if we're not playing that part of the story, we're going to feel absolutely disconnected and we're going to feel lost. And once you find this, and like it has done for me, you start to truly wake up to your purpose in a sense, it starts leading towards it. And as you go down the line and you get closer to your inner planets, it's going to now microscope onto now your personality and your emotions and all that. But Pluto Mm. gives what needs to be transformed. And that's not only in yourself, but in society. So by say Pluto and Scorpio, you know, Scorpio is the things that are on in the underworld. It's the things that are hidden. It's the taboo. Yeah. It's and Pluto, by the way, rules Scorpio. So it's actually at home. So it even makes it more powerful. But when Pluto yeah. returns back, it's to transform. And now you're taking those qualities of the archetype of say Scorpio or whatever generation you're in. And you're here to transform that. It's like running it through the ringer. It's you're going to expose everything that's in the darkness in the underworld of that topic. And you're going to bring it to light. So Pluto is like the destroyer and the transformer. Yeah. And it's this, it's that soul's past patterns of identity association Mm. and those, you know, real core desires and intentions of the individual's past as well. So it's like, you know, and it, it and the soul like has like these two equal uh, you know, I guess coexisting parts as well um and of of desire and it's one to return to source and 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 one to separate separate away. And that desire to return to source is like the stronger of the two desires within the soul. And the evolution of the soul is, you know, becoming more based upon the progressive, like, you know, eliminating or this exhaust, this exhaustion of all these separating desires, you know, through our, you know, our coming into this life and coming into and and having this incarnation, you know, and it's to the point that, you know, one day that only the desire to return to source remains like that's all that really is so purely just there and um um what I'm looking for um concentrated yes concentrated mm. so you know we all have you know that choice to resist or cooperate and stuff and like have these type of evolutionary intentions you know but the resistance a lot of the time reflects you know that whole desire to remain separate but all while, uh, you know, having that cooperation still reflects the desire to return. And then, you know, it's that determination on, am I going to evolve? Am I going to, you know, make this way and try to go through this journey of life 
through a more uh, a deeper side of it of where I truly come from or in the way that this reality does, you know, and you can do either or you can. Oh, that's but, the beauty of free will. That's the yeah, gift. You exactly. Have. It's, it, it's, it's there. So, you know, having, having that type of soul interaction in that way with source and with this reality gives you more of that function of being like, okay, well I can kind of put more of, you know, my true joys and desires and everything uh, and, and bring them more to light and stuff. And, you know, to be able to start explaining the nature of the soul and its past or current circumstantial reality, and you get the opportunity to change these certain destructive psychological patterns that are, you know, basically blocking you from further evolution into new patterns that are in alignment with more of, you know, these current evolutionary intentions of, of where source wants you to go and more of a divine aspect and more of something that's coming from a development of that heart-based reality. So, you know, it's, it is important to understand that, you know, the soul is most of, in most of us is also unconscious. Yeah. And that's so, Pluto rules, actually the unconscious. Yeah. And think about it. Like you were saying, like you were talking about like, okay, we focus on the sun and the moon and stuff like that. And those are the inner things, more of the things you could see, like your personality, you know, things that are a little bit more on the surface, but the further, you know, the planets start going out, the less we're able to see them. So this does take more of a, 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 a taking a closer look and really having to focus in a way. And this is not going to be something that sometimes is going to be I could put my hands on it. It's tangible. It's something that's easy to to see and stuff. It's going to be, you know, something that has to come from more of that intuitive base that has to come from this more uh, being truthful with yourself and and exploring those those thoughts and emotions and stuff. Yeah. And it's good that you mentioned the whole like, you know, the farther you go out, it's a great like example to use of um it's symbolism. So the farther these planets go out, gets to the point where you can't see them. So let's say using Pluto, it's so far out, you can't see it. You need a microscope. Actually, I, I don't even, or a telescope or whatever, but you, mm-hmm. you, you can't see it and you can't see your soul. So this is playing mm-hmm. some sort of symbolic uh, yeah. aspect to see how in the physical it's something and that it actually reflects something in you. You know, you can't mm-hmm. see the soul. It's very unconscious. And then so as you're looking at the sky, Pluto same plays the same role in a sense. And um, that's in, in this learning this and understanding and seeing the symbolism, you'll start catching on more and more. It's like, Oh, I see how. So, Oh, you just connect these symbols and their purpose and how it even moves in the sky and it's in the trajectory, the trajectory of even the planet itself. And like, if you look at Pluto, it has this odd, like goes up and then it goes down into the underworld, you know? So like everything is so symbolic and yeah. and with this mimics the thing that you that needs to occur exactly. So then you t- hmm. you're taking the qualities and characteristics of the sign, and you're you're integrating that and understanding it and understanding it intuitively with the characteristics and the trajectory of the planet. So hmm. getting on with say Pluto and Scorpio, um, I'm going to read here a little bit about the generational aspects hmm. of 
hours alone, and then we'll go more and more if, let's say, you're born before 1983 or after 1995, mm-hmm. because the in-between is is that generation. So if you are born within those years, that's when Pluto was in Scorpio, and you can actually get a little um, relevance to your own situation. And if yeah. not, just try and understand just the you know overall intention here mm-hmm. of why we're going over yeah. it. So. And just one, just one thing I want to po- point out just before you go into that is yeah. like when, when going into this, now that we know that Pluto is the soul, you know, now one thing to understand is that Pluto by the house and by the sign, which we'll go into and stuff by those positions in your natal chart, it, it will correlate to the deepest unconscious patterns um, of your emotional security um, that, that, that any of us can really have this huge personal identification with and areas associated by the natal position position of Pluto, Mm. you know, it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to vary. And then it's also going to vary by certain aspects and other influences of planets. And, you know, that'll come together. And that's why when it comes to really knowing, uh, you know, more so of the astrology in that sense, where at least you could point it out, like you don't have to like, I mean, of course go in deeper into it, but you you just there's certain core fundamental things to to understand about that when looking at it. It's not just cut and dry like that. And that's the other thing with Pluto. Pluto's black and white. There's no in between, you know. Yep. But that's where we have to learn to create that balance. And so just keep that in mind, and we'll go into that. Right. And, and actually, to to simplify all of that too, when it comes to the houses that he had mentioned in your chart, mm-hmm. you whatever sign is on the eastern horizon when you're born to the exact second that you're born it sets up this house system and houses are actually areas of life. And so you might have a generation uh, uh, of Pluto say, but wherever your rising sign is, is actually going to depict what house it's in. So that what that's going to tell you is your individual mission within the generational aspects. So Mm -hmm. say in our examples, Geo is a um, Virgo rising and I'm a Sagittarius rising. So what that does for us is we both have Pluto and Scorpio, but we have we have it in different areas of life. We have, have it in different houses. So yeah. that's going to tell you what your individual mission is. But yeah. before you do that, to understand the overall picture on what we're supposed to be playing as a whole and a collective, it gives you more of a broad idea. And I've always pictured this, like, and more recently, but with this is like, I see an army of souls mm-hmm. when it comes to this generational stuff. It's like, I see this is where people can come together and learn how to be in their platoon of souls and how to fight the war from what the universe has assigned them. So mm. here, this is, we'll start with this. And like I said, go along and just try to understand the concept if you're not in mm-hmm. the generation. And if you are, you will relate to this a little more. So, We will look at this generation from both an individual and collective level. Uh, Pluto has both a collective and individual application. In other words, all those that have Pluto and Scorpio have the same core evolutionary intentions, yet each person has a unique natal horoscope that will dramatically alter the expression and personal application of Pluto. For example, in the natal chart, Pluto will obviously occupy a specific house and may be aspecting to other planets. Uh, The sign that Pluto is in symbolizes the core evolutionary lessons, intentions, and desires of the past of the entire generation that the Pluto is in within the sign. The specific house will correlate with unique and individualized lessons, desires, and intentions of the soul's past itself. So from an evolutionary point, 
what would, and I'm going to, I mean, this is more of a freestyle. What we're here to do is to reveal all the secrets because mm. Scorpio is secrets. It's trauma. It's death. Mm. It's rebirth. So when I, when I, when I think of this and put it together myself, I think our mission is to go deep into the taboo, into the, into the hidden secrets in the darkness of society. And we come and we bring that to the light. We have to transmute it. But when you look at the overall theme of Pluto and Scorpio, we're also talking about trauma, abandonment, loss. And from my fellow generational friends here, I know that all of you have went through that. Whether you lost parents at a young age, I just lost my dad this year. Uh, or when it comes to a lot of uh, disassociation and loss, all of that stuff I've noticed just observing people that I know, whether I went to school with them or just that they're in my age group, I see that theme constantly play out. And to me, realizing that and knowing it's built into the story, saying that, you know, this generation's coming in and, and we have to go through it because we transmute it. That's how you transmute it. Life's got to give us, it gives us that car, it gives us that hand to play. And it's how do we deal with it? But imagine knowing all this stuff before, say, if you're going into your 20s or you're just leaving it work. Regardless, let's say you're going into a certain sector. Imagine Shit, knowing I this. Wish. If you're going into your 20s. I wish I did. I was about to say, <laughs> you're set. Like, if just keep going. Please learn this. Because if I yeah. knew this going into my 20s, I would have had a completely different approach. I probably would have saved myself a bunch of mistakes. Even though, yes, we need that. It's very important to make mistakes because then you learn. But, but the beauty of astrology is it's giving you that guideline. It's giving you the the awareness to see it. And you go, oh, wait, so that's my mission. And oh, I see this, this is A, B, C, D, E, F, all popping up. And that's, oh, it's in the theme of, of what it is, of what my soul mission is supposed to be. So by having this realization and awareness, you could save yourself time and evolve even quicker. And that's the beauty of knowing your Pluto uh generational aspect and house in your chart yeah with when with having um you know you know this with having this pluto and scorpio it's it's really going to come down to a lot of even just how you channel core truths and you restore power to yourself and um and then you know this generation can have an ability to like lose focus of priorities and become entranced in like one singular detail um and we lose out on efficiency and we may even fall prey uh to frustration and depression and all that and we can really miss out on the essentials because they're we're, we're you know too attentive to the softer aspects of things so you know but there is some top qualities within that though is being able to gain that responsibility that that loyalty that you could have and being practical you know it's it's challenging in the ways of of manipulation and deceit and lies and contradictory whether it's happening to us or we're perpetuating it you know you have to take it both ways we have that ability um so you know i i, I think a good advice too would be for us to be careful of of how we're reacting to change um and to learn to be more practical also in ways of controlling, you know, trying to control other people's emotions and like 
strive more so for a balanced mindset, mm. you know, and there's going to be deeper ways to look at it when we, like we said, when it goes to the set, the, the, the signs and the houses and everything. And it's like, you know, I said before, emotional security and like, you know, I think that can be looked at in, 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 in weird ways. It's not just about like, oh, am I going to find a partner and be loyal and stuff? Yeah, that all plays a hand. But like emotional security for most, it's like the effort to maintain the old and familiar ways of being or past psychological patterns and identity association. And it's like, you know, the, 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 what, when, what occurs for a lot of people in this generation is the change in patterns um, that can tend to feel like we're risking emotional security at the deepest possible levels, you know, which is the soul. And these past psychological patterns can lead to like um, certain obsessive, compulsive types of behaviors. Um, and then, you know, which we'll get into this too, but like, you know, Pluto's natal opposite, you know, especially being in Scorpio uh, would be Taurus. Um, and that the signs and houses when it comes to that, it will correlate with current evolutionary intentions for this life and then how to change those past patterns that um, kind of get in the way of the growth into those new pa- new patterns uh, that are free from those compulsive, obsessive types of way of being in the past. So it's, a polarity, it's going yep. to be very, car- yeah, it's going to be very karmic. Like as much as Pluto is about power, sex and death and rebirth and transformation, secrets, um, you know, all the occult as well, too. And then, you know, perversions and 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 lies it also is is healing it, it in ways it's purity as well and it's a karmic evolution so yeah and it's healing you know. of all of those things you just mentioned you know whether it is mm-hmm. the sexual aspects and ironically when pluto entered scorpio in 83 it harbored in the epidemic of aids yeah. and uh, whether epidemic. we want to argue on how that came about and who did it and who not that's a lot of this stuff by the way it's you know, even what's going on with the corruption right now. Oh, in itself. The thing is, is it might maybe certain things can be quote unquote orchestrated or that they could be um, more, say, on purpose. Uh, the irony of it all is it's still actually in the story. And what boggles my mind is, is it's like, hey, do the powers that be know the sky clock and do they abide to it? Or like many other things I've seen in my life and others is it's maybe it's playing out naturally. And that's the way the story has to play out. Like it is Saul yeah. still according to. So mm. uh, even from say the Saturn Pluto, uh, you know, conjunction and that harboring in a new plague, um, mm. whether that was on, you know, in a lab or is it just came from a bat's ass, whatever it was, it still happened. And when you look through the past and see the statistics and and history of it all, it happened then, too, uh, with, the say, the Spanish flu. So it all is actually always happening according to the clock. So, Mm. say, AIDS coming in in the 80s and also Pluto coming into Scorpio, it's it's. It's, it's happening according to the clock. Yeah. So it's and, on time. And that's what that's the beauty of astrology is it's telling you that. Yeah. And even even if it was, you know, uh, something was man-made or something like that. Well, like we said, this is coming from a lot of things that are unconscious, especially when we're talking about Pluto and coming from that soul type of intention way of coming in. Like not saying that, oh, you know, it's it's 
even was purposeful if it, if something was you know made by humans we're talking about the consciousness the unconscious you know it's like that that time bomb can take off and reality in that sense makes the move for you know those things to evolve you know the same way we're talking about using you know using this this thing for our own self transformation you know, there's a transformation in that sense, a transformation in maybe those characters and players that contribute to the more bigger scale and the time transformation in that way, say, maybe the emergence of a a type of virus or something and like like that. So no matter what, though, it still kind of comes in on this more, um, you know, uh, you know, natural. It's, it doesn't seem natural, but it's a more natural aspect of it in a way. So, you know, it's it's crazy though. But yeah, and Pluto and the Scorpio, 83, 84, you know, like you said, HIV, AIDS, crack epidemic, um, the end of disco into heavy metal and hip hop, you know, really, you know, real powerful movies, you know, horror, a, a certain, yeah, horror, a, a, a degree of epic, uh, economics that never ended up happening, deception, lies, you know, that's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. The sky clock's telling all. So not only is it harboring in a generation of souls that are actually living out the underlying theme of it all, it's actually playing out in the real world as well. So you're constantly seeing this play of inner world, outer world uh, of these archetypes and these planets. So having the awareness gives you the ability to make a decision, gives you a choice. It gives you the ability to see and actually uh, not that you are fully in control. The ship's always moving mm. forward. It's always about where's the sail? Are you sailing the ship or is it sailing you? And by knowing these things, you have the ability to at least, you, you see the map. It's like you have a radar and you know when the storms are coming. You know what type of storms they are. You know if you, you're going to need a boat or you're going to need to build a shelter. Those are all metaphors. Mm. But more so is like you have this guiding, uh, this guidance mechanism. And so with this say, we're seeing all of this Plutonian stuff come in, playing out in the sexual world and playing out in, in the, the deceiving and the lies. And knowing that the story's playing out purposefully in a sense, and when I say purposely, I mean more by just design that the clock is, is, is right on time here. Um, it now gives us the ability to make the choice to evolve or to devolve. It's mm-hmm. now no longer, it's just happening to us. It just... It, it's it's happening to us, but it might it could be happening for us if we allow it and take this information, uh, you know, in accordance to the fact that we we play a part in the evolution of it all, and it's giving us the ability to see it. It's opening our eyes to the story, and um, it's funny because we're entering the age of Aquarius. Aquarius actually rules astrology, so by mm. it becoming so popular now, and and by it becoming so uh, useful more useful than probably ever. Uh, and it's with the, you know, technology. And the fact is, is back thousands of years ago when people were using it, I really highly doubt they had a screen to look at with a program to type in and you could do it or go find a hundred different astrologers that you can go get a yeah. reading from. All that stuff wasn't there, but now we have the- it's more nature connected, like mm-hmm. we're connected to it. Exactly. So now by continuing into this, with Pluto and Scorpio, we said 1983 to 1995. You guys now understand a little bit about the generalized theme 
and what it even harbored in on the timeline. Now, for the generation, all of us in Pluto and Scorpio have the intentions of personal re-empowerment. And it's like the purging of all the emotional and psychological limitations that are preventing further growth. Because the archetype of Scorpio correlates with the needing to merge with something higher than us, a higher source uh, uh, of power in order that that personal limitations are, are and weaknesses are, are more transmuted. Uh, and in this way, the new psychological patterns are born into our consciousness that promote the continual and personal evolution of, of us and the rest of the collective. Uh, it's like mm -hmm. the dynamics of power and powerlessness and they're reflected in this archetype, but only in the context of the areas within each individual. And by changing the old patterns that inhibits the growth into these new patterns of behavior, we're able to not only fulfill our soul desire and our soul need, but now we help the story play out in the healing of humanity itself. Yeah. So this archetype is really like correlating with the awareness of larger universal forces and these, you know, desires to unite and to also merge with these forces, you know, so and and an, another thing about, you know, Pluto, you know, it, it seems like this real destructive, transformative, masculine uh, type of energy and stuff. But it also it, it wields like a, a, a goddess, a goddess like soul of destruction and creation um, that no other planet transiting the sign can you know, so you got to think about the element plutonium, you know, which was named after Pluto. Um, you know, you also had uranium in, and neptunium, you know, after Uranus and Neptune. You know, plutonium is a is a radioactive element and it's used to create nuclear weapons. You know, when a nuclear explosion happens, like, um, you know, the, the nucleus of the plutonium atom is split and it triggers a chain reaction and explosion. And that is kind of what I'm going to say. Kind of, that is what Pluto does. It eviscerates matter. Um, it's an atomic reactions are, are what the universe uses to destroy and create itself. It's constantly transforming in that way. And this is Pluto's job. And we all have Pluto in our chart. And in it, it all has its own job as well. And, and, you know, if yours is in Scorpio, then this is really coming out about it. You know, you said about the whole thing with Scorpio. Uh, of being, you know, these taboo subjects and stuff of sex, not necessarily like maybe relationship stuff, but intimacy, you know, death, taxes, other people's money and stuff. Um, you know, Scorpio is, is you're talking about these certain subjects that maybe are more, um, you know, uncomfortable in a way and, and also just kind of like controversial and stuff, you know, and Scorpio rules the psyche and the unconscious as well. So, um, like a Scorpio sun, um, they don't like the above the surface. They live below the surface. And we're talking about deeper, you know, that's where, and think about it. When you go deep below the surface and stuff, you find things unknown. Like look at how much we haven't even explored the bottom of our ocean. Like meantime, we're trying to explore space, you know, and there's probably so much more that we can uncover and find by exploring the ocean floor. You go deep past the earth's crust and stuff. That's where you get these valuable things. And this is where that, that polarity of Taurus and, and Scorpio play, because you're going down into the deep depths and there's 
oil, there's gold, you know what I mean? And and you got to try to bring that to the surface and make something of it rather than just being some sort of, um, you know, and this this is correlation to even what's with, within ourselves rather than just, you know, finding it and, you know, it can st- sit there and stay some sort of uh, inanimate, useless thing or you could turn it around and make it something that contains a value, contains a way of 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 bringing worth and attention in that in that sort of way to yourself. Um, so, you know, um, it's it's really being able to go diving into that way that other other planets and stuff don't necessarily show, um, and you know, it 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 being that whole reflection of death. That can be the old patterns. That could be the old behaviors that block the further evolution. And it's rebirthing in new psychological patterns that are in alignment with the current evolutionary intentions of this life. So this transmutation is just going to reflect the personal identifications of, um, you know, that once again, reunion back to source and that purging of all these desires that don't necessarily maybe come from source and having that realization and having that progressive movement and metamorphosis of, you know, uh, of the egocentric type structure within the soul that manifest as personal identification, but rather identifying with creator or with source, you know, this is the thing that can really occur. Um, and obviously Scorpio is, is, symbolized by the element of water and you have the the all the water elements cancer scorpio and pisces cancer is more of the ego scorpio being the metamorphosis of things and pisces being the source you know belief jesus that whole thing you know so it's now i think you're seeing how the elemental ways and the representation and the symbology kind of goes into it and how we can now reflect that within ourselves and how we can sit there and be more of, you know, yes, Pluto Scorpio is fixed. Um, but remember water, water is formless. You know, water has a way of moving and carrying and taking away. It can wipe things out as well. You know, so being able to go with that sort of metamorphic flow of being in a Scorpio state, there is a power to have rather than say necessarily like, uh, you know, Scorp- uh, Pluto cancer, you know, where, you know, it could come more so of having the ego of that nurturing sense. And then, you know, and then Pisces just being real, like <laughs> in, in, in the beliefs and just like totally separate Kumbaya monk, like totally disassociated, but completely content. You know, this is a, this Pluto Scorpio is like a, a, a responsibility, it's, it goes deeper. Yeah, well, you know what it is? And I do believe that uh, we are the generation that ends up, because it is built into the to the archetype that we transform the world, and of course, but in a time of, you know, uh, in a decay, collapse, institutional corruption, societal change, you know, we're strong people. We have to be, and we mm-hmm. have to be up to the task because- I always, th- I said it today, I was at a family gathering and I'm, I'm talking to my uh, grandparents and more of the older generations and I'm saying to them, it's like, you guys are done. Like, meaning, you know, you lived mm. your life, you you're, you were, you came in and out of your prime and you're, you're playing a certain role in your own lives and you're not going to change the world. It's not yeah. up to you. You already did your stuff. You don't have the energy for that. It's not they your time. They did that, that power thing in a sense, but 
it doesn't just stop there. And it's like, we can't be dependent on that, that type of thing. No. And the younger ones are going to need the guidance. Like it's our Mm -hmm. time. And to be aware that it is our time is the first step to realizing that we need to take these, uh, missions that we have, the individual and collective missions seriously and be aware of them. Having the awareness is the Mm -hmm. first step, but the pathway may involve some kind of annihilation, uh, humbling loss of power, which I know we've all felt, and even confrontation with death itself. I mean, I know that death is a huge, uh, plays a huge role. And yes, you could Mm -hmm. say metaphorically, meaning more of a spiritual death, you know, spiritual death and say rebirth and renewal. But through that, we'll, we'll receive the profound wisdom and fearlessness to give to the world. We'll struggle. We, we, we'll, we already have struggled and are still struggling with, say, addictions, uh, attraction to like horror, crime, maybe even the allure of the psychic and the occult, which I know that's all built in. I know I grew up, by the way, loving Harry Potter and shit like mm-hmm. that. And just that alone gives a great uh, symbolic aspect to our generation itself the obsession with magic and uh, darkness and stuff like that. So through through the drive of this generation coming from the soul, we'll transform the world. We're going to free yeah. us from the, the tyranny of the superficial, in a sense. We're already mm-hmm. drawing out the conspiracies, the taboo, the hidden, bringing it out of the shadows, and we'll rebuild society. It is our job because there's no, mm-hmm. uh, we don't even have to use astrology for that. It's up to us, and that's due to a lot of our ages, and it's a lot of just where we're sitting in the collective, in the culture right now. Uh, and, you know, to me as a musician, I think through art and through music and even, of course, the communication and podcasts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but more so of how powerful art is and music mm-hmm. and stories and movies and stuff. Um, by the way, media and movies suck now. M- music yeah. basically sucks now. I do feel that in the next few years we are, and even me personally, we were talking about it before the, the podcast began as I was, we were going through some, some songs and stuff that reflected this, this, uh, generation is this, this is the time to bring that stuff back and make meaningful art and show the world through the archetypal and, uh, comparative and mm-hmm. metaphorical ways to show people what has to be changed and what we are, because that's what art is. And that's how powerful it is. But you make it, you know, about the whole art thing, like you make a good point because like since this whole Scorpio in the mix is like the ability to dive deeper and be more secretive and deal with these taboo subjects and make them even more, um, uh, make them even more like profound and stuff. The arts themselves have a way of kind of like going into these things and really like um, drawing attention to them. But it softens the blow like in a way there's an ability to still get that profound reaction from them, but soften the blow by being able to I mean, think about it, the arts and the feeling, the emotions that are behind it and stuff, how even if it's something real dark and stuff, you know, the the arts, whether it's music or uh, painting or any the writing and stuff like that really can expose it in this profound type of way that also allows you to have this. Uh, observation of it in this in this more so of a uh, uh, melodic sense of being like wow like that really I understood that and it resonates to really actually get to the core of people to want to 
actually, you know, see those changes or make those changes or be like, yeah, you have my attention now rather than what we see already now where it's like, you know, there's the constant people trying to have that role, you know, um, more so of a Mars and Aries type of way of going about things and, you know, who's trying to climb up that ladder to be able to, you know, uh, be the one to like, you know, set this rule and have this Capricornian type way of nature and just be like, no status quo, this is it. Like that hold is still there. So it's like the arts will really kind of be able to bring it to surface, keep it also from somewhat getting blocked. I mean, think about it. We went into the whole thing with the Jesuits and that whole uh, during the time of the Renaissance as well, that that's how both sides were using we're using the arts is in a way to really instill that awe factor on people that it resonated to a point where they felt encompassed by it and felt drawn to go along with whatever narrative or agenda and perpetuate it even more. So if we can realize our duty as the generation we, Pluto Scorpio, you know, being able to do that, you know, we can really have the power to change our current cultural structure. Um, and it can be accomplished through this re-empowerment of one another. Um, and, you know, our, you know, our planet is in, in a complete state of like disintegration and degeneration. You know, this is the generation that will come into adulthood and inherit these terrible conditions. And the, the, the choices that we make are critical for the evolutionary point of view um, and it'll be felt for a long time to come like we should not sleep on this you know it's you know we're, we're, we're already and have been forced to like confront all these you know pre-existing psychological limitations and blocks just to be able to grow and to continue on a more personal and collective level and again the evolutionary pressure that we have to transmute the old psychological patterns, uh, patterns into the new ones, you know, free of compulsion and of pa- uh, of the past, you know, that's really, you know, really felt to the core of us. And there is an exchange to be made. But once again, like, yes, that's more of the outer side of it and the generational thing. But as we said, this comes on a very individual aspect as well. And it's like, okay, well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to deal with those types of ways of bringing those things to the surface within ourselves and really fully examining them and being able to see where the power is, where it was lost, how to gain it back, how to, you know, use it in, 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 in that sense, you know? Yeah. Yep. And the awareness we need lies in the story. And I promise you, and as we go on within the next, I don't know how many episodes, and I know that things will come and they go because we want to jump to certain things. Understanding this is going to be cathartic and it's going to be absolutely um, vital because we're going to be able to see the big picture and know what moves to make. And you had said this before, Gio, where you're saying hmm. with the, the pandemic that you look outside and it's chaos and it's confusion and you don't know where really to even begin. And as society falls apart, looking outward ends up becoming useless because yeah. what, what what's decision is there to make? It feels like we're, you know, the world's getting smaller and there's being, uh, there are decision-making is being lessened and lessened to where we don't have many options. So where yeah. is it that we end up looking? It's actually inward. But yeah. because say a lot of us has li- have lived so many years and haven't really done that much, 
or not mm. even been taught how to, th this is where the astrology comes into play because it's giving you the mission mm. and the theme. It's giving you the awareness. And then when you yeah, look back too. too, I mean, a lot of uh, older folks look at the, the generation of the millennials, which is Pluto Scorpio, as this lazy video game playing, porn looking, uh, you know, not motivated, very cynical group of people. Uh, millennials have such a bad rap. But the thing is, is when you go and learn the story of this Pluto Scorpio generation, the millennial generation, everything we've done up to this point is according to. We're on, mm -hmm. we're on point. We're on track here. But this is where now it being discussed and being brought to mm -hmm. awareness is the next move. It's like, don't blame yeah. yourself because maybe you mm. have been through a bunch of trauma and pain and drug addiction and alcoholism and, and loss and hurt and death uh, being involved in your life prominently and being separated and, and feeling disassociated. You were supposed to feel that because you're mm -hmm. here to transmute it with the rest of us. So don't feel left out. Don't feel like your story is that is only tragic due to some bad luck, bad, some accident. Yeah. Um, the, the bad rap is something actually also built into the story and embrace that bad rap because we're here to actually take that and transmute it into something that the world's going to need. Yeah. And like we, you know, it, we may be on the right track, but it doesn't mean that we could just, you know, sit there idly. Like there's, there is action to take, you know, and, and that's the thing with the Scorpio archetype, you know, it correlates with, um, you know, the, the field of psychology and the us in this generation, you know, there is that thing. I know I've experienced it, especially what I just said before with this whole instance that just kind of happened with me that also contributes to a lot of even talking about this is, you know, we'll be asking, you know, the questions on a repetitive basis of being like, why, why life, why death? Why am I reacting in this way right now? Like, you know, um, you know, that'll typically come into life with a very deep understanding of of psychological things and our and where we're looking at life in a gen, in general in a much deeper way uh, than than most people. You know what I mean? And if you don't equip yourself the right way with seeing why these things are coming up, you're going to feel extra excluded you're going to feel like as if like oh my god is it me like i'm crazy why can i be normal and stuff like that and talk about doubt in your power talking about just totally giving it away at that point like no you have to realize that this is this is like power move right here this is this is the key aspect this is the thing that it's like if you just kind of grip that even just gripping the acceptance of that really you like you're on your way to really do something big and you're not going to realize it. And I mean, big, even just within yourself, like that's really going to, it's really going to show and, and, and take that turn, you know, even just it, it, when I say big, it could just mean just even how you emotionally respond and handle things and reacting in a certain way. Like, you know, if you can change those patterns and behaviors of yourself and not act in sort of that way, maybe, you know, pulling yourself out of depressive states in that way, like that that alone is powerful and enough that alone is just you know there's so many things that could follow that but that alone is a major accomplishment on its own you know and and that's the thing in this generation that's needed is being able to fortify ourselves in that way so that we when we can't 
hang on to anything tangible or connect to maybe some things externally, you know, from us and on the outside, you know, that when we go inward, we got something to grab. We got the handlebars like we we can navigate in that sense um, and, and find these bigger, more, uh, you know, kind of real crazy type of ways to really make some sort of change within our own lives. And once again, it'll it'll influence the outside world on a collective level. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and building up to this too, I I'll, I'll retract a little bit because say the Pluto and Libra generation, they were archetypically like better equipped to grow mm. up fast. They possessed the innate skills. It was built into their generation to allow them to function in the world as very adult like children. And at some point we can go deeper into that, but just take my word for it that if you look mm-hmm. into the aspects of Pluto and Libra, they were built to be more of this mature and uh, you know, they had they didn't have the trauma and all that stuff built into their story where they they um they weren't as, say, unfortunate as the Pluto and Scorpio millennials where they lacked a youthful maturity and a lot of it had to do with say the environment and what was going on in the world mm. but as a group they were much for pluto and scorpio we're we're much more sensitive and insecure you know we didn't have the the mm. gift of, of growing up fast and it's ironic mm. even because you look at the aging of that generation compared to us as we feel like we stay young mm. um we yeah. are a, a youthful uh group of people but yeah, and there could be a lot of ridicule coming being like, you know, that we're being looked at with that sense of immaturity. And that alone yeah. is is degra- uh, de- degrading in that sense and can just keep contributing to, you know, this this lowly, you know, no worth issue and stuff. But and we'll get into that point of like, you know, really how the other Pluto generations, how they really play an important aspect to us as well. Um, and but we'll 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 get to that. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. our you know the lack of trust that we have, it was just because of the fearful world we grew up in. It wasn't so organized. You look back, 50s, 60s, 70s. There was more. There was a little more order. Um, but mm-hmm. we grow up into this world where we lack that security, and we required more nurturing and protection. But yet, for some odd reason, we were given the label of lazy and not wanting mm-hmm. to do things and, and whatever. But what was ironic is we needed that nurturing and protection. And it, a lot of it for, for all of us, a lot of it wasn't there. So, yeah. and Pluto and Libra is, that's two generations back. That's more so our grandparents. Yeah. The Pluto and Virgo, which is Gen X, it's, it's prior to, it's our parents. Uh, they experienced their own childhood as somewhat, uh, say, neglected and undervalued. Uh, mm-hmm. They were determined to not repeat the mistakes and perceived shortcomings of their own upbringing, which the Gen X parents sought to compensate by overprotecting this Pluto and Scorpio. So, okay, we're the lazy, and I can vouch for this. Oh my God, he's lazy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't whatever. He's all these excuses. He's so sensitive. Yeah, but I got that a lot growing up. Yeah, yeah, but they're but at the same time, oddly enough, overprotected. So it's like, oh, I'm kind yeah. of provided for. Wish that they, was there too, they, right? So like, there was always this yeah. confusion and polarity to play with that. But the kind of environments that our young and sensitive souls required it it was there but in a sense emotionally it wasn't so even mm-hmm. even though our parents at this they wanted something for us a lot of them didn't let us emotionally develop the way we needed to mm-hmm. which because we're very watery very emotional insecure 
It, yeah. We required a longer gestation period. That's not an excuse. It's it's built into the energies. And you can even see it because mm. even if you compare it to society and the way the environments were, were constructed, even with school and all that other stuff, it really was a longer gestation period because society itself was redeveloping or, well, in a sense, destructing. So we mm-hmm. didn't have the environment to allow ourselves to grow. It was hindering our growth. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the thing. Like these, these, uh, these, you know, other generation, their Plutonian patterns, you know, had a certain effect on their individual psyche and the collective and the collective conscious as well and astrologically there is a way that this this plays a role and it kind of and i think this goes very important with you know kind of like when you sit there and like oh okay in order to understand maybe some of my habits and my patterns and my traumas and to be able to heal myself sometimes i have to look at my childhood or i have to look at my parents and i have to look at like how some things transpired you could do the same thing with this pluto uh with with pluto generations and stuff and 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 astrology because you know when it comes to that um you know over the course of of human life pluto makes up to six aspects uh, back to its natal, you know, it, it making aspects to its original natal position. And therefore it has the potential for like six life stages. You have the semi-sextile 30 degrees in youth, the sextile 60 degree in young adults, the uh, 90 degree square uh, entering your more of your midlife, and then the trine 120 degrees in late life then the in conjunct 150 degrees in elderhood and then the opposition 180 degrees in old age. So this is how we're seeing it that way. So to break it down a bit, you know, you get the Pluto Leo generation, which are the baby boomers. Those are 1937 to 1956. Um, you know, Pluto Scorpio era, we square this generation. It kind of shows the kind of squares um, tension. Yeah, it shows the relationship with that generation. So, you know, our Pluto Scorpio generation, we have that square aspect with the Pluto Leo generation, which would be more so of our grandparents. You know, some of the later ones can be our parents as well and stuff. And that's that's a way to kind of look at it. But this this generation reached midlife attaining like position of real power. You know, think about that time period. Think about it. And I mean, this goes different for other countries and stuff, too. But, you know, for the United States, like, you know, there was an emergence. This is after, you know, a lot of this time was after the war, you know, after World War Two, things were going good. There was a boom in a lot of stuff like, you know, even just in relation and the household and all that stuff. You know, they had the good fortune of coming to power during an era of power. You know, so they were transforming themselves, you know, even from being like these liberal hippies to conservative yuppies. You know, that's the we're the we generation. They're the me generation. Mm. And then after that, you have this where this is more so of our, you know, most most people with this generation, their parents would be like you were saying, the Pluto Virgo generation, the Gen Xers, which were more like they were fringe like yeah and i could say definitely for me my parents very friendly uh it was a different mm-hmm. type of upbringing compared to probably with the virgo to the pluto libra uh parental you know uh 
kid the the relationship they had had because it was definitely more of once again controlled uh, environment and there was different stipulations. But for us, it was like they were giving us something they didn't have, which was mm-hmm. that friendly emotional support. But the deeper and parental support definitely wasn't mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I think there was like a little bit of an immaturity at times with with stuff like that. And it's not their fault in the way, but it's also the pattern of what what they kind of came up into as well. And it's like, uh, you know, the Gen Xers, those Pluto Virgo, like I, I like to me, this fascinates me, this this whole correlation. Why, when it comes to more specifically to Pluto Scorpio generation with, you know, the the the, the relation with the Pluto Virgo um uh, a generation like just this whole thing like it, it it really is telling to a lot on a on a deep psychological more emotional type of thing because you know especially when it comes to family so it's like you know they experienced their sextile aspect fees in their young lives when things were supposed to flow with like more of of an effortless uh, grace and ease, but they were kind of economically challenged as young adults that entered into like the workforce during a recession. They were also denied sexual liberty. Um, They were denied that sexual liberty to have that because then, you know, the outbreak of AIDS crisis, you know, came in uh, the bunch of drug war and gang violence coming in as well. And, you know, this kind of, um, um, it, it kind of rendered them similar to the powerlessness end of the Pluto Scorpio. And they were also, you know, dismissed, you know, along with us in a way as slackers from the boomers, you know, and then they would be, then they would grow up in the long shadow of their, uh, their Pluto Leo boomer elders. And, but hidden behind all of that, that, that like nonchalant sarcasm and, and being kind of like called slackers, like they also possessed a keen critical eye and they had this, this real practical ability to like, um, um, to, to, to gain this sort of like, nah, I'm going to like really get that, prove that wrong. Like that's not true because it kind of wasn't. And they, had that work ethic that it would end up enabling them to like make the best of like the crummy shit that they were dealt with. So, you know, then after them you have, um, and, and the thing is that there's just, there's just a serious bond there because like I was saying before you have, you know, um, where Virgo is more of the light side and that's mutable. And then you have Scorpio, which is the fixed dark side and stuff. It's the both the, the glyphs that they're like merged together and just Libra separates them. So it's like they experienced that same thing almost in a way that we kind of came into the Pluto uh, Scorpio generation, but like with a different aspect of the generation before them, that was a lot more hot and heavy and it was a lot more like had the power and coming at them. Where we're coming from with them kind of comes from a sense of like that power was like it. it's not full blown power like the Pluto Leo generation, but like they developed into having whatever kind of established power. But they became like content what you were saying before, like, hey, I did it, whatever. I know that's also the boomer generation, but kind of like being like, mm, I showed my way. I worked my way. It, it brings up a type of 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 of, um, of, a, of a pride as well. And they have more of that nurturing aspect because 
but it's in a prideful sense. I know my parents, you know, kind of was like, yeah, you know, I didn't have this either. There's no excuse. Like, you know, my, my parents, they did this and, and whatever and stuff, but they also were very concerned, very concerned about your well-being as much as they tried to push you because that's all they knew that they were just very concerned about your well-being. So therefore there tended to be a conflict, but then you have the Pluto and Libra, you know, the Xennials, 72 to 83. Um, and they experienced Pluto and Scorpio during their semi-sextile 30 degree aspect. And it was a, a you know, a challenging phase in life uh, and that they ended up taking on at an extremely young age, which forced them to grow up quick and learn to like negotiate about sexual you know, these sexual power dynamics while still going through puberty and adolescent years and stuff, and especially with the AIDS and epidemic and stuff, not knowing which way to go, but being in that explorative way. Um, but it's also the relationship generation um, and, and, and keeping into their soul collective purpose still in a sense to be able to realize that like, yeah, but we still have to, we still have to do this. You know, and I, I see that also like the Pluto Libra generation is that bridge that gaps the Virgo and the um and the Scorpio one, you know, yep. and when you look at it, Libra is cardinal outward moving. It's yang. So it's the active air. It's intellectual, you know, and it's lending it, it a quality of of um this real strive for expressiveness. And then the learning lessons they, they had these learning lessons of objectivity and relativity through relationship dynamics. And a lot of them could have, a lot of these Libra generations could have struggled, you know, especially in their adult years and, you know, coming to form and being their own person to actually have more self-sustaining relationships like the generations before them, you know, being married, they, they kind of tried to do that thing. But a lot of the times those relationships kind of didn't, didn't stay, didn't last. They kind of fell apart. That's what they were here to transform. Exactly. And mm -hmm. being able to bring more of that, like, okay, we're going to bring more or so of that youthfulness and stuff with the classical traditional ways of relationship and learn to transform relationships in that way to bring it more towards, uh, uh, you know, we're in this day and age now, you know, and that, and, and that was the thing. So that, that was real transformative for it in, in that way. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I got it. No, no, well, I was going to say, too, because before, now that I think back, I worded it backwards. But what I meant with the, the Pluto Virgo going into Pluto Libra is the Virgo Libra connection and those children with those parents, it by having their dynamics affected the following. So the, the way the Virgos were coming into the Libra, it affected them in a certain way which led to all of the relationship changes. It it harbored mm. that in and the way they were treated and what lacked for them ended up having some uh, some metamorphosis in their consciousness to change relationships. And it had a lot to do with their parental relationships. A lot of it always comes from mirroring what we're, we're going through as children yeah. in, in our family. Uh, our family dynamics are playing a big role in, say... Um, 
you know, evolving us or allowing us to evolve into the people we need to be for the next generation and what effect mm -hmm. we're going to have. But we're they're also bringing in this theme. And Libra is the seventh house, which is the, the house in the chart of relationships. So as much as they may have tried to do the structured Virgo, uh, you know, way of living, it's like, well, whatever the Virgos did, and especially in marriage and all that stuff, the Libras tried, but they were here to transform mm -hmm. it. And that would be a way yeah. to see that ongoing theme that they had to play of, okay, well, you're going to have this lack or this uh, void of relationships. It's going to at first seem right because you're following suit, but now you're here to transform that. And that because of all of those unsteady relationships and, and what that was changing in the dynamics of the family leads into that Pluto Scorpio, because now... Be, due to divorce rates and all that obviously mm -hmm. having to do with relationships of course and marriage mm -hmm. w because that broke down it had some sort of profound effect on us as the pluto scorpio yeah. because with that lack of stability in relationships that now had lacked stability in our parental guidance and it led to say the absence of the father because the father was it, obviously with we could all agree that uh, with custody, a lot of kids went mm -hmm. with the mother. And then yeah. on top of that, the father was always at work, whether trying to provide yeah. the child support or try to provide just for himself to be living and then getting the kids on the weekend. And yeah. then there could have been a real detached, you know, type of way too. Right. So their relationship aspects, which were, they were brought in to transform now added a new aspect of the dynamic of the kid and the parent. And so now what does that do? Well, look how beautiful the universe is in this sky clock. The story's going, well, hey, Pluto Virgo is this structured generation and it's, it's doing it certain way. They, they brought in a lot of great things and mm -hmm. they changed a lot of great things coming from the Pluto Leo into that. But then yeah. going into Pluto Libra, the, that, that played a, a prominent role into their development, which leads into our development. And as if you could see this pattern that keeps happening is... Yeah. From generation on, the way that they're transforming an aspect in life is leading into affecting that next generation for them to now evolve in the next act, uh, yeah. aspects in life. So it's this ongoing That's story. why it's so, it's so important to see that that origination. Uh, you, know, to, you really want to get a deeper aspect of it because obviously... We all have our own individual problems that we may have experienced that are limitation and blockages because of maybe family issues or abandonment issues or all these things and stuff. And they really, you know, come to surface at, at Pluto Scorpio and stuff. This is the ability to really be able to look at where it stems from so that maybe you can have that acceptance of being like, oh, wow, like I may, you know, I have you may have animosity towards a parent of, of because their cold nature that they had or lack of being around or showing a certain love or being too strict or abandoning you or something like that. And this gives you the, the 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 eyes to be able to sit there and instead of being mad at them or having an animosity towards them, you learn this whole new level of forgiveness and acceptance of being like, wow, they just were doing 
the best that they could at that moment and they didn't have the guidance they need. And it's almost like I, I feel bad for them. So it gives you a better look. And dude, it's just so crazy because there's a specific somebody I know, and I'm not going to go any deeper into it, that has the Pluto Libra thing and literally fits the bill to that whole thing when it comes to the, re- the relationship dynamic. And it's just, it's absolutely amazing to see that correlation. And like, this is why this is great because it deals with so much of that, that you really can you really can make this stuff tangible and, and 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 confirm a lot of these things by looking at people you know in your immediate environment with these sort of placements and stuff like that. And all it takes is having a little bit of interest in astrology. All it takes is being able to have somebody burnt time, look at a chart and stuff like that, and really connect to it in that way and see it and look at yourself too and have that reflective period and stuff. Um, but 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 yeah, that 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 you know that it just it's crazy with the whole Pluto Virgo generation parents who they experience their own type of like neglect in a way and being undervalued in sort of a way by the boomers, you know, as, as kids and stuff. And they had a determination to not repeat these same mistakes and and perceive their shortcomings Restructure. of their own. Yeah. Like Virgo they saw it as structure. like yep. as like, no, this is a drive and determination, which could have had a little bit of of a cold feel to it now bringing up you know their kids these these virgo generations bringing up their kids there could have still been a coldness there um mm-hmm. uh, and they could have also in a way sought to compensate by overprotecting their own pluto scorpio children so even though they were born fast and deeply like imprinted by plutonian and scorpionic power these you know this, this pluto scorpio generation they were by nature watery, emotional, and insecure children who required that long, you know, uh, period of of development and stuff. And that whole Virgo Scorpio sixty degree apart, it's a mutually receptive sextile relationship. And with Virgo's earthly yin energy, it really relates sympathetically to Scorpio's watery yin energy as well. So it's that earth and water are compatible elements and they're possessing both that inward orientation. So there is a connection there and there is something that really once understood can, like I said, you really can see it from a new light and and kind of get yourself out of that victim role too, or or feeling the unlove, you know, and and really being able to transform that. So it's just it's it's wild. Yeah. This it it it, it this is this is the whole point of it. It is the whole point of it. And as you as you go more and more into each planet, each sign, the generational, you know, and, and for a while it took me, uh, it took a lot for me to jump out of my own personal story and see these bigger picture things. But to be honest, it's been the most attractive part of astrology because yeah. you had pointed out, you could see these things in your immediate environment. It, it's like, if you can't see something in yourself, well, Shit, it's easy to just look out and see the story play out in the world. Especially being Pluto Scorpio generation where you you kind of have that already, that desire to always want to look outward anyway. So if you're going to do it, might as well do it in this way. Yeah, and it's ironic because our generation is meant to look inward and take those things and push it out, but it takes us to look out and see all the bad and dark stuff. And we're the ones that see it. It's no coincidence that our generation grew up watching shit like Clockwork Orange, uh, movies mm-hmm. like The Craft, because for some reason, horror and death and all that, sex and it, all this, the taboo shit to us was familiar. It was comforting. It was mm-hmm. things that made us feel at home. We, we lived in the darkness, but for some reason, we like it. And why is that? Well, it's because we're meant to 
not because we're sick and twisted. I mean, it might be part of the case, but more so is because we're meant to be that because we, we're supposed to be comfortable and we take it to transmute it and bring it to light for other people so they don't have to go through it. It's like we're almost these martyrs for these darker aspects of life, things like death and sadness, power dynamics that are all part of the human experience. It's most people want to run away from the stuff that, say, something in Scorpio would be representing. Um, you know, millennials really aren't ones to shy away from reality as much as they, you know, people want to push on us that we're lazy or don't want to do anything. It's no, it's because we've come to terms with reality. We see the bullshit. We see the nonsense, really. And yes, it could come off like we're cynical or that we hate the world or even ourselves or our parents or mm. whatever it is. No, that's not the case. It's it's the fact that we are misunderstood. Um, and, and by mm. the way, the, the harsh definitions given to us and the 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 labels given is actually also built into the story it's something we have to deal with and I'll, i mean i'll just say out of a little frustration it's fucking annoying because the yeah. the whole world t seems to be falling apart and i feel like it's only us that could really come to terms and see through it all and mm -hmm. and want to change it when yet you have a lot of others that are willing to accept it or just lay mm -hmm. down and and say, okay, well, it is what mm -hmm. it is, you know. Uh, uh, my, one of my most uh, most biggest pet peeves with, say, even like uh, something Matt talked about, where he was talking about like the emails, and he was saying like telling like his aunt, he's like, oh, uh, they could see everything, they're collecting everything, and the lady's response was, is well, I have nothing to hide, and it's like that's mm. that's the epitome of like you're missing the fucking point, dude. Yeah, like it's the principle. And Pluto and Scorpio can see things for the principle. They see things on the deeper mm. aspects and get down to the reality of it. And what can that, what can that do to a kid or someone growing up and developing is you don't give a shit anymore because you see mm -hmm. other people missing the point. And because you're misunderstood and they don't want to do anything about it, but then they won't let you do anything about it because, oh, mm -hmm. well, you're just sensitive or you just don't want to go to work or whatever. But, but the fact is we're sitting here Witnessing a broken system and people uh, having this misconstrued uh, and, and misinterpreted version of reality that they're living, uh, you know, it, it, it does play this like, you know, um, heavy weight that could be very detrimental to people that aren't aware. Comes back to the beauty of understanding and being aware of the knowledge. Because don't underestimate the power of this generation. We're here to change the world, regardless of what anybody says and thinks, you know. Yeah, well, these that that's that's really the the whole the whole fact of of these psychological, um, uh, you know, patterns and stuff to to break. You know, that are a lot of these things that aren't even our own, and and, and that we're going into it, and being the fact that like you know, um, you know, we have that desire, especially with having. Uh, you know, Pluto, it's in its home sign. Um, wait, right? Say it again. Yeah, no, what? yeah. Pluto, Pluto being at home, right in Scorpio. Yep. yep. Yeah. So Pluto being at home in Scorpio, you know, that desires there even more than any of the other Plutonian generations and stuff. That desires really there of that want and desire to transform things, and it's like. You know, the structured societies there now with, you know, 
it, it, it for for the millennial generation, it's like they aren't giving uh, the 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 structured society is not giving us the tools we need to make those transformations. We have to find, and that's them. where we. That's exactly yeah. We can get lost in the sense if we don't wake up to this stuff, we could get lost in the sense of trying to like wait to be able to transform ourselves and transform society and stuff. We're waiting to have the okay pass from the same thing that kind of didn't really set us up good in the first place. Why are we still waiting on that? We're waiting on them to give us the tools. We're waiting on them to make the rules. We're waiting on them to do all the. No, we have to sit there and realize, all right, you know what? You guys had your power. You had your fun enough and stuff. You did what you had to do. But now we need to come in and we need to step up into that role and understand that we need to kind of, uh, you know, take those rules, take those things that were already set in place and actually transform them ourselves. And first transforming them in our in our own psyche and transforming the, the way of how we even approach emotional situations by being able to harbor the fact that we have an understanding of that darker side like we know her you know we've constantly been talked at of being like oh you don't know the struggle i've you know we did this but still we came up this way and stuff like that like no stop letting people uh, minimize, you know, stop letting these other generations and on anybody or, or systems or anything minimize your come up, minimize your, you know, traumas and your experiences. And, you know, you're, tr- you know, uh, digging through the trenches and stuff like that. You did it. You have your own, you know, it may not be similar to the others and stuff like that, but like, there's no reason to sit there and try to measure up who did more or whatever. That's those generations job of, of, of sitting there being like, Oh, well my struggle was more than you. Like, no, we're at a point in time where we can be like, yeah, I'm not playing your prick waving contest. I see it for what it is. I see the dark of it. I deal with it. Not only that, not to mention our generation came from the fact of having the last bit of that still traditional side to being having to adapt into this this progressive move into uh, a, a, into technology in such a way that really transformed even for 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 men in that generation. You know, it went from you know there was video games obviously and stuff like that, but even just the fact how video games transformed into technology, men found a way to really. Um, dive into that aspect and gain an interest on technology and computers and figuring out those things in ways and really figuring out the games because they got more intense and complex and stuff and became really good at that and became good at, you know, using those things as well. Um, But once again, it was also looked down on a lot of times by other generations and stuff. So it's like, you know, where, where, where's that power? Women went from more of a stance of trying to, you know, understand their role and seeing the past women, how they've kind of like never stepped up into the role of maybe politics and stuff like that and being more career oriented. And that's was this Pluto Scorpio women coming into more of that sense. So that power is there. And it's like we need to learn that it's like, hey, you know what? You guys had your ability and your chance with this power and stuff. And you, 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 you did set part. a stage a little bit. Yeah. You, you played a part. part, but now it's like, we can't wait on you to be able to provide us the tools anymore. Like we're grown now. We did that already. You, you did the whole nurturing and developing stuff. We need to fucking, you know, hop up out of the bed and, and, you know, turn our swag on, I guess you could say, but yeah, <laughs> but, no, but like right. that, yeah. that, 
that's that's really it. So like in conclusion, this whole breakdown of like the whole generational patterns in that way, how they play along once again, you know, uh, with the Pluto and Scorpio, there's no moving on. Uh, it, it feels like and the, the archetypal qualities that, that are imprinted on uh, our very souls um, as we almost like, you know, whether you believe this or not, choose to incarnate during this time. And because it was destined for something more, destined for for this more intensity in life and to explore the dark intensities of the fundamental collective theme of of entire our entire lives. So, you know, it, it's Scorpio is very opposite of Libra uh, because it is fixed in removing yin passive uh, the water emotional. It, it lends that quality of reserve sensitivity so being born in that Pluto Scorpio Scorpio era, we had a tendency to internalize that uh, that me generation, which was the boomers and stuff like that, and and everything, um, and we, uh, we internalized it with all its power grabbing, its greed is good, like cocaine fueled friggin' you know urges and stuff like that. Like we internalized it, and we took the brunt end of it. Um, and then we also embodied the, 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 the Madonna virgin whore shit, like, you know, the flamboyantness of, you know, really coming out. You had the YMCA dudes and stuff like that. Boy George's uh, gender, uh, bending fluidity and stuff. We internalized the lessons from that type of sexual awareness and sexual responsibility with the AIDS crisis, um, um, and, and really kind of understanding that deeper level of sex and death and how powerful those forces are and how it's more of a, a serious thing. And then, you know, being able to um, have these more so potent souls that see through the surface, uh, those, those surface level contradictions um, and then recognizing them both um that both as unconscious urges that do drive us and then the Pluto Libra generation that came just before them might have had to grow fast but these souls were were born fast Libra generation they may have uh, had to grow up fast but we were born fast as Scorpio generation um, so while in Scorpio Pluto is moving fastest and the closest to the sun as well and this is a peak period of intensity and it's a time that's really uh, a transformative power so therefore the power the metamorphosis and the deep unconscious urge was there for transformation for us pluto and libra zennials were archetypally better equipped by their predecessors um growing up fast which gave them the innate skills that allowed them to function in the world um as very adult like children you know and i know that's very much true for even my parents especially having even even immigrant parent like one of my parents being an immigrant, like, you know, but the Pluto and Scorpio millennials lacked this youthful maturity in the sense of the way they did. Um, and then just as a whole, we're much more sensitive and, and have the tendency to have that insecure side of us and lack of trust did make us fearful of the world and to require that more nurturing aspect. So that's how it all melts together. And, now you can further explore more on a personal level for yourself with that understanding and and see how to maybe heal some of those family traumas that you might have that you feel are holding you back. This way you can let that stuff go, 
get on to moving on with your life. Yeah. And you know, I think next episode, and I'm actually making this decision on, on air right now, or on mm-hmm. point, um, dun, dun, to go dun. through the houses would be a great yeah. add on to this. So next episode, we'll go into the houses and explain for our generation uh, and so others can hear and even do some exploration in their own chart. And if you are in another generation, you could see, and especially because if your time has passed already, or at least like you've done a lot of your mission, you could, it's even a great tool to look back and say, you know, you can compare it and say, oh, wow, look, it, it happened naturally, which will further instill your belief in this and seeing that the sky clock and the blueprint of the universe is built in within everything um, within it. So, I find that a very actually helpful tool for myself. And so I want to, I would love to give it back to everyone else. And I'm pretty sure you can agree that that would be a great idea. So we'll do that. And in adding on to our whole situation, you mentioned video games and, and movies and stuff and the whole art, you know, we already said the art is powerful because what it is, is this right brain integration. It's using symbols and stories and emotions to have this more abstract understanding of topics opposed to the textbook being told what to think, regurgitating information. You're, you're having this, you know, more, um, uh, deeper integration of knowledge and wisdom and an experience through it, through just the act of say, even with playing a video game, it's an interaction. It's, you're engaging. It's different because you're involved in it. You are it. You're making choices. You're you're being a character. You're living through a character, and that's allowing you to see through deeper truths. And that whole quote with uh, "Oh my God, I'll get it up" uh, from from Westworld, which, by the way, what mm-hmm. a great show. Oh yeah. Talk about uh, something cathartic and absolutely uh, yeah. meaningful. Um, yeah. But that's what this this generation is built for, and. Yeah, okay, sitting back playing a game or having whatever. Look, this this world right now needs to be in contact with the deeper parts of the psyche to understand where things are stemming from. And it's our job to dive deep into the the, to the deep end, the deep waters of, of Scorpio and see what where did our traumas, where did our weird sexual fetishes come from? You know, why is... You know, why do, why do Bukaki videos exist? Where the <laughs> fuck did that come from? Yeah. You know, what like, asshole really was like, I want to watch 10 dudes just, you know, I'll let you finish in your own mind. Got a fucking uh, bacon tray with it. <laughs> Any. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Too why, I want to make this girl into a cinnamon roll. Um, Jesus. But, um, but really, donuts. truly, I mean, there's our Pluto and Scorpio coming out. Yeah, there. exactly. Um, you know what? Fuck it. No shame about it. Just fucking let it let it be. But um, while you while you find that though, it's like I mean, for some of the people that have Scorpio placements elsewhere and stuff, like you could even look at it and think about it in that way too. Just maybe how you even go about things, even you know, with your personal intimate relationships and stuff, sex things and everything, and you could kind of be able to relate to it in a certain way. And also, a lot of people that have like. Uh, Scorpio sun moon or ascendant like um you know they're they they may have their mother may have had like a tough pregnancy or 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 a tough childbirth um and that's something that maybe you can find out and go ask and and see and you could see that correlation there and then the 83 and 84 Scorpio generation they had that Neptune Uranus uh in Sagittarius conjunction with the north node in Gemini which is 
you know, maybe not so Neptune and Uranus and Sagittarius, but right now the North Node is in Gemini. So there is lessons to be learned. This is a very pivotal point and stuff on top of it. Um, and we also have Uranus and Taurus, which is the polarity of, uh, of uh, Pluto Scorpio. And that's the ruler of the second house, Venus, Taurus, I'm saying. And it's opposite of the Mars Pluto Scorpio eighth house energy. So things are coming up for that sense of security more than just even emotional now too. Now it's also about the essentials of money and values and materialistic things and, and beauty and you know food and finer things and stuff like that. So you know we can get lost in the sense of those things holding a certain importance rather than learning to understand the um, the appreciation for them in a sense of a way that's going to help you and aid you in being able to uh, uh, figure out more of the self-worth and value, but also the beauty, since it's that Venus-Taurus thing, you know, with the whole or Uranus and Taurus being polar opposite and stuff, being able to see more so of what are those things that you enjoy? What are those things that you feel valued in? What are those things that you really like? You know, it goes back to the whole art thing. How can you find the value and the express expression of that Venus and that beauty and stuff? Yeah, and that goes right into the quote because I found it. And it's it's about stories. It's about art in a sense and about what it does to the psyche. And this was Robert Ford in the season, in the first season of Westworld. He says, I've always loved a good story. I believe that mm. stories helped us ennoble ourselves to fix what was broken in us and to help us become the people we dreamed of being. Lies that told a deeper truth. And right there, I feel like defines... Oh, so fitting. Absolutely. It defines everything we're trying to say here about this generation and what we're supposed to be doing. Another, There was a few. I, I mean, God, the, the show, please watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, ones like this. Dreams mean everything. They're the stories we tell ourselves of what we could be, who we, who we could become. Uh, and then also, there is another one where he, t- he talks about... Uh, hold on. They're not looking for a story that tells them who they are. They already know who they are. They're here because they want a glimpse of who they could be. Hmm. Yep. That's not, man, it's so true though. Like we said that whole thing about being able to find out how to navigate the maze of our own being and our own soul and our own consciousness and stuff and being able to find that center point in order to change the stories and everything and to find the truths within ourselves and being able to, you know, create that reality that we want. Like if you are Pluto Scorpio generation listening to this, and even if you're not, because you're still something you can really, there's a lot that you could get from it and understand. And it's something that, you know, we all have to do is look at ourselves like getting this and understanding this and like really having, having that ear for it and stuff you definitely at that point should watch Westworld because once again, it's going to have that artistic, it's going to have more of a impression on you to now not just hear the words of even us saying it or making correlations in that way, but really getting you entranced in the feeling of it, of being there watching that and, and seeing that happen on such a complex level, but it's a, it's bringing out an emotion and you watching it and then you can, it'll resonate with you. Yep. And I think that expression occurring you it, within you 
gives you the inspiration, gives you the motivation, especially because maybe we might, you know, our generation might lack a little motivation here and there and stuff will give, can help give you that push and that drive to really figure out and, and actually put the work in to do those things in yourself. Yeah. And you could, it'll help you. It's like practice to then like now, I mean, I've been like this my whole life and it probably is because I'm a musician and an artist and all. It's like, I've always thought more abstract and, uh, by seeing deeper truths hidden within stories or even just a simple quote, I mean, uh, proverbs and, and philosophical things, you know, those are things that could, you know, most people want to get to like an answer, an A to Z, get to the point. But a lot of, say, philosophy or these quotes or even art, it's, it's, it's stimulating thought so you can expand the way you're thinking. It's not about getting to the end result, but it's about developing uh, a, a wisdom and a way to see the world or to help evolve yourself, but in the continual process of it, not into reaching the point, but more so of like, it's the journey, not the destination type of mindset. Mm -hmm. And that even goes with art. And uh, what's funny- appreciation for it. The, well, this is multidimensional and you could say that this is a little Luciferian, but I'll, I'll look at this in a different way because this is multidimensional. Dr. Ford says- it's also how you could guard yourself though too. Yeah. True. But Dr. Ford says, you can't play God without being acquainted with the devil. And that I would actually really relate it to the fact that, not that I want to play God, but more so of play the creator of my life. I can't do that until I've known the devil in myself. That's how I would take yeah. that. And, and know thy enemy. And know thy enemy, sure. So very, and that's our purpose is to reveal those enemies, whether it's in our own individual lives or the yeah, collective enemies. Yeah, that's it. That's that's really it. Yep. And like, um, there was something I was gonna say because you said something that really just sparked something in me. Um, oh, about the whole thing of that, even just the creative expression and stuff. Like, you know, say somebody like you that you you you've you you've had that and you've maintained that and stuff. Yeah, it's not to say that you haven't faltered in certain ways and you haven't had low times of the expression stuff, and maybe didn't see, you know, how you know, powerful, you can, you can transform yourself in that way, maybe sometimes through it, maybe at a younger age, but like this goes along for somebody who maybe is a Pluto Scorpio generation, kind of like me, who as a young kid, I actually had that innate ability to like really be imaginative, really be creative, especially Pisces moon and shit over here. Like, you know, I, I, I had that. My imagination was vivid. I loved creativity and stuff, but coming from the 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 Pluto Virgo and this is not me playing victim or putting blame or anything but coming from the Pluto Virgo uh appearance you know the, you know where kind of like they're more concerned with me and nurturing me was more of the fact of like you know we want to make sure that you're set up for your life that you that you you know have the ethic and stuff like that and didn't really encourage that more artistic side in nature. I mean, I'm lucky for my mom in a sense and stuff, but you know, that encouragement to, to continue on with that and seeing the talent within that, you know, that was the nurturing aspect that was missed. But just because you get to a certain age does not mean that you can't go back into that. And that's something that I'm exploring within myself. And it's funny because the astrology has brought that awareness on me with even looking at my Chiron and Leo and that expression thing and having my Saturn return um, if you're to look at a bit more of, you know, in the Placidus chart of being an Aquarius, my Saturn, you know, in the fifth house, you know, 
it all goes back to all this, you know, childhood stuff, you know, lack of that type of recognition or appreciation stuff and learning to find it within yourself and bring out that creative expressiveness so you can dive into your worth. You can develop it now again. You can you can pick up where you left off and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So just something I want to, you know, tell somebody who maybe is 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 in that as well. Like <laughs> I'm working on it too. Yeah. So and and the whole point and I think at this point we sh- we could wrap it up and the next mm-hmm. episode I do want to cuz the part 2 I think I want to really uh, we'll read we'll touch up again cuz there was a lot more to say and this is such a big topic yeah. and I do want to go into the house system. But um mm-hmm. I do want to say is that everything and I'm speaking more so to the Pluto Scorpio, the 83s to the 95s, is whether if it was abandonment, loss, hurt, um, blame, trauma, being bullied, uh, death, sex issues, whatever it was, because it was so exaggerated and the theme played out in our lives, it was part of the story and it's where your power is. So don't run away from it. And if you need help, always seek it. And if it's not just astrological help or a podcast, um, if it is therapy, Pluto uh, or Scorpio, Scorpio is therapy, it's psychology. So it's not a bad thing to need help or to seek it, uh, but it is your goal to turn your pain into your power. And then when you turn that into your power, you change the world. And so to find your individual mission and your individual purpose is to seek, seek within the pain seek within the struggle. What was the ongoing themes in your life? Where were those synchronicities? Uh, and if there were things that were constantly repeating, uh, whether they were general or more specific, doesn't matter. As long as those things were repeating as themes, as if something was trying to tell you something, it's mo- it most likely was. And I could vouch because as, as soon as I became more into my awareness and be aware of that and, and knowledge like the occult and, and an astrological influence I do. I did notice that all of the pain that was inflicted on me, whether if it was on myself or from other people in my my outer world, it it was actually all for a bigger purpose and bigger things. So it's not like it's going to go to waste. And a lot of us mm-hmm. actually didn't make it. And we can salute those souls for, uh, you know. Uh, and I, I've witnessed a lot of death when it comes to say drug overdose and. And people I know that in our age group ended up killing themselves or being killed because of all of this heavy pain. But now that you have the awareness yeah. and the ability to see it and turn that pain into power, I I do think that we we are with that uh, theme that we have to change the world. It is that go into the pain, yeah. dive deeper, face it. Because when you then break through that, you become the caterpillar into the butterfly and in the near future, it will be our time to take responsibility and to then now help, whether it is the Pluto and Sagittarius and Capricorn, or to finally tell the Pluto and Leo to screw because you had your time. But yeah. it's to have that really set up the future generations. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and I think that yeah. that's that's the next episode. Yeah, definitely. Don't don't let don't let the the pains, the struggles, and and the distortion of things that happen go in vain. Um, even the people, like you said, that did not make it, you know, maybe necessarily, you know, let let it let it not be in vain. And you know, that's the thing to understand and to leave it off here too. Like 
we have a mission statement, but many of us are vibrating off of like this all uh, off kilt frequency and it's 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 lacking power. It's lacking inner power, confidence, and it maybe has a tendency of, of, of arrogance, you know, and that's the thing is we're here to we're here to transmute the the dark into light um, and 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 figuring out how to bridge that that needing of help and guidance and stuff from from the past to to now and leading into the future as well and stuff so you know to be able to really create and write our own rules like i said before and and seeing through the veils and systems but willing to go into it and 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 prosper through maybe the status quo you know but all while you know, all while not sacrificing your own heart and your own soul, you know, just for that security, being able to learn to 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 do it and do the work and not let it be like the past ways of doing work and to let these things go and and understand that they're OK to let go and and take on that more uh, a side of it of of embracing the dark and accepting transmuting things just transmute that and transform yourself and and you start there start it starts with you turning the turning Dude. that the pain into power yes yeah and we got it we got the ability so yeah it's going to be it's going to be really awesome i know this this one really is a big one um two, but yeah, it's going to be really awesome the, and it didn't even feel like it and i'm nope, exhausted really i've been didn't. up since eight o'clock yesterday so Sheesh. Mm-hmm. yeah this this was this was a big one and and going further and going into the house systems we're just going to be able to outline it and paint it even more in that sense to to continue it so that's that's the plan yeah we have a call to arms we have a mission statement and we will further uh go into then the more specifics and the individual things if you would like to know more of your your house and what it could possibly mm-hmm. play and if you do need help with finding that there's always uh, there's birth chart calculators and if you ever need help you can always email us we're willing to give any advice we haven't set up mm-hmm. the patreon yet the world is in chaos so is our own individual lives at times and we're we're still mm-hmm. working it's only the two of us but we will get everything set up you know uh mm-hmm. we don't always want to sound like we're talking out of our asses but um, we are learning as we go, and we also want to do this the right way and make sure we develop this very helpful system of not only delivering you information, but also allowing it to where we can start a community and have the ability mm-hmm. to constantly communicate and give you the information needed, and especially when it comes to relating to what we're talking about on the podcast. So if you do need help with that, we'll also guide you in that. We'll guide you into how to find your your house of Pluto, your generation, if you need mm-hmm. to. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you probably know. But yeah. but if not, we're here for all types of listeners, whether new or or more of a uh, transcendent uh, veteran. So um, yeah, that'll be on the next, and we're we're looking forward to it. And as always, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we were we're excited to be back. Expect consistency and uh mm-hmm. and and more fun to come uh, i i definitely needed to do this i know geo did too especially after oh, yeah, the month absolutely just yeah. yeah we're definitely that's 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 the great thing about this and transforming it as we as we speak um really really 
taken into the initiative of being like, you know, here's here's the action. We're going to have that soul soul collective uh, and individual uh, uh, time to really really do this and there's ability to do it together as well like you were saying Ray like we're you know looking to build that community and you know it's all gonna it's all gonna come in time and we appreciate it and like also you know we'd love to especially now going into this like leave in the comments let us know maybe some of your experiences with your you know whether you're Pluto Scorpio generation or not and stuff like that maybe maybe fill in some gaps as well there and 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 see it for ourselves in the comment sections being able to to show the the similarities and a lot of things and to just see it right then and there the validity of all this and um and and really starting to really make that community and transformation on our own but also together as well and uh it'll it'll come along and we'll be able to do that so we appreciate you guys supporting us you know follow like and share as always and uh we shall be back hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 